0: Well, howdy. Now, here's a little story I've got to tell. It's, it's about two bad brothers, a ginger and an angerer you know so well. It started way back in history about April 1st, 2021, says me. I don't know. I'm done.
1: How's it going, buddy? Uh, it's, it's going all right. Um, I'm going to edit this out, but uh, have you noticed that you have to go and actually physically start the chats now? It doesn't give. It the notification. No, but okay, mine. is the it, one who created it rings, them.
0: It rings, yeah, rings my like, phone. Yeah, it does that every single time for me.
1: It stopped doing it for me. Like with this newest update, since I'm the one making them, I like have to go to the chat and click start. Mm, I have to. Uh, I
0: have to scratch my bed and circle around three times before I lay down at night. So it's pretty much
1: the same thing.
2: <laughs>
0: what
1: do you I think about still it i still want to make the the documentary that is called getting ready for two-sided with pete and john like the serene music of you sleeping on your chair <laughs> right angrily waking up work. like
0: right yeah. him him fucking hammering uh, away me waking up four minutes before, like god damn it is it time better start <laughs> drinking heavy and john's like it's it's like npr meets fox news <laughs> <laughs>
1: It's like it's the, the Benny Hill music starts going as soon as you, you say your angry bitch role, You get up, you do shots, you make drinks. Well, there's that, but it's also going to
0: be very, very heavily influenced by Big Pun. <laughs> like, we're going to have hardcore beats of, like, Angry or, like, J-Star. J like If, if you ain't with me, you will kiss me, ho. Win, 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 win. All I do was win. Win 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 win. Fuck everything else. Win 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 win.
1: He's like, ah, let's do the show. Daddy's got his medicine. Let's do it. And mine'll be like montage music. Like, I of glory.
0: <laughs> I was gonna say, I was gonna say, yeah, montage that could be, but I was gonna go more of like the calming soothing piano sounds with nature streams in the background and john's like
1: making coffee and having tea gonna make a <laughs> play a
0: cup
1: of tea. right, <laughs> you look, what right? we'll find today <laughs>
0: he puts on his cardigan it's chilling here cardigan weather cardigan songs john is gonna do some research with the cardigan on My maybe wife, a Zach. scarf yeah. <laughs> yeah look at him he's wearing a beret Oh, and me without, my, <laughs> me without my muff. Look at me. How chilly will it become? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Alright, well, What's <clears> Mr. <minutes throat> v got to say? My man, Mr. V. Where you been,
3: brother? In, in about two minutes, you're going to go live on YouTube. I'm fucking here. So you're going live on YouTube. You're not fucking live on YouTube. Get it together, John. Get it together, John. You're supposed to be the engineer here. It's like, right. when, when you go live, you should be live on all platforms. I reckon right. you should, like, right. coincide live on YouTube, live on Twitch, live on fucking, I don't know, Fans plenty only. of fucking fish or whatever, live on TikTok, uh, be, live yeah. and live. Yep. be live on everything. Live! <laughs> exactly, <laughs> we're
0: Exactly. We're, we're also live on uh, FarmersOnly.com. Hey, man, do you want to see a John Deere? We'll fuck with that shit all day. Dum, dum 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 dum. Okay, all right, and cool. All right, I'm ready. I look good now. I'm ready. Okay, uh, let's let's do a shot. Let's oh yeah, shot. yeah. Oh, I feel good. It's mainly there's a song in my heart and a skip in my step, John, that just won't quit. And I, John, I feel like a million bucks.
1: I, 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 my boy Pete feel like chicken tonight ah
0: and i helped
1: <laughs> Wait, <that's...
0: laughs> he gets it that's shake and bake
1: yeah <laughs> it's not stuff so for stovetop i know that right it's craft stovetop that's bullshit cheers
0: everybody yeah. mr v anyone who's out there listening to the ethers the sub
1: of the hearts this one's for you cheers cheers y'all thanks for listening Mm. <laughs> okay 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 i need this okay guy.
0: um so i went on to our spotify and i was dumping dump- oh. around there no i didn't listen to anything like oh, i just good. i'm trying to understand how technology works i'm right, kind yeah, of like a, i'm a caveman who's been thawed out You've seen Encino Man, right? Oh yeah. 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 I also
1: Brandon Fraser.
0: He seems like the same person. Uh, well, I mean that too, but uh, yeah, if you you're my <laughs> You're my uh, you're my Brian Austin Green? No, you're my what's his name? Fucking what's the guy's name from Goonies? What's his name from Encino oh, Man? Rudy Rudy, uh, Rudy.
1: Rudy. 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 What's his yeah, name?
0: Yeah. Brian Austin Green was in 90210. His name is Sean Sean Austin. Sean there Austin. you go. There you go. Whew, that was a tough road. Takes a village to raise this idiot. Um, <laughs> you're you're my Sean Austin, and I am your Encino man. <laughs> yeah, tengo de su madre. muy barato. Sorry, folks. Sorry. That's when he's in the bar. He's learned Spanish. He right. says, "I have That's naked little... I, I have naked fo- photos of your mother. They're very cheap." <laughs> And that, sir, I used in my Spanish class every chance I got in high school. Tengo fotografías desnudo de su madre. <laughs> You're welcome.
1: How'd you do in that class, by the way?
0: I don't know. I don't know. I was there for the fiesta at the end of the semester.
1: I I didn't care. You were mostly there
0: for the siesta throughout the class. Yeah, well, it was also our teacher who taught Spanish was who taught our history class, and I was super into history. And you know me, like I'll get a rapport with something. All right, just, just don't make a scene, and we'll, I'll pass you or whatever. Because I know mm-hmm. I didn't get an A. I'm 90% sure I didn't get a B, but I know I didn't fail. <laughs> I know that. Right. Granted, yeah. I can't, I can't speak a lick of Spanish. Never could. But I passed the class. <laughs> and it was always like, come on, man. Hey, come on. Let me, you me, let me do. Help you wash your car. Let me help you do something. I'll, I'll help you grade papers. I'll help you grade Spanish papers. He's like, you can't speak. Does it doesn't matter? I know who's right and who's wrong. I can point them out in the room. Wrong, wrong, right, right. Well, Buenos dias to you, Senor. Correct.
1: <laughs> that was the first
0: time I was the right
1: sinister. Yeah, that was the first time I was a teacher's aid. Super good. Is that, is that aid as in like band aid? What kind of aid were we talking here? It
0: was live aid, where I put on a concert to help all the teachers. And I was like, you don't get paid enough, and we're going to have hands across our campus to make some money for you. It was very, very touching.
1: Imagine all the teachers living (laughs) on a living wage. Oh, oh. they don't
0: have to buy their own supplies now. They can drive nicer cars. No more used Honda Civics. No more drinking at the bars. No, but they'll still do that because the cool ones do. Imagine all the teachers <laughs> with provided government highlighters. Anyway, go
2: ahead.
0: <laughs> it's kind of hard to imagine. It, no, it really is, and I feel like whoever wrote that, we should find him in New York and shoot him, teach a lesson. But, I don't mean it's but, history but not repeating the itself. beside him. Yeah, yeah, it's not the yeah because teachers get a pass. You get a song, you get a pass. That right. anyone who who inspires imagination, <laughs> needs to be put down like a goddamn animal on the street, John. And that is the message for today. Holy so shit. <laughs> you know. Right?
2: <laughs> Stop asking questions, boy! <laughs> <laughs> Bang!
1: Unless <laughs> so you know. Before we start <laughs> our show, we got Mother Effin' America. That's my girl right there. That's my
4: girl right there. Hey, fellas. MFA here. How you doing? How you doing? Happy day after 420. Hope you had a great day.
5: I, yeah, no, it was good.
4: Yeah.
0: It was good. It was, you know, a good day. A good day now is just on a bad day. Like, did something bad happen? Nope. Good day. Good day. I'm not to the point where they say like any day above ground is a good day. Like, nah, nah, there's still fucking bad days above ground.
1: <laughs> yeah. There's other days,
0: but eh, nothing bad happened. Meh. Yeah. I'm I'm just a negative piece of shit. Meh. It's yep. Negative all the time. Pretty good though.
1: There's a, there, uh, you know, people say have a great day, have a wonderful day, things like that. I will only say have a good day because if you think about it, the others are kind of demanding on the person to have a great day. And that's, that's, not even, that's, not, that's less subjective. That's just more, is that great? No, that wasn't great. They were eating out of a dumpster. That's not great. But if you're having a good day, the day is, is comparison to the rest of your life. I'm with bro. I'm with you 100% on that because I'm
0: very specific about my words. I know you are when you write and you, you write rewrite and like what you put on a page. Yeah. When I think about interactions with social in social settings where people like I agree with you because I'm not going to tell you what to have. To 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 assume that you could or can or should, I don't know. So I'm very literal. Hey, have a day. When people ask, <laughs> when people ask how, like the normal, hey how, hey, how you doing? What is the normal response that people give? I'm good. Right. So what I always say because I'm not good, I'm not great. If I am bad, I'm not going to say, hey, how's it going?
1: Just right. Just right. I had a, a, a horrible boss who would answer that. How you doing? Uh, or he would say, hey, how you doing? And they're like, I'm good. He's like, okay. And they're like, how you doing? He's all, I'm well, but I'm never good. Cause he was just being a prick.
0: Oh, Which, and, then, and then trying to be like, oh, I was, I'm well, but I'm never good. <laughs> hey, you want to come to my car? It's a nice van. Astro,
1: come on out. He was the same one as the owner of a restaurant that anytime anyone did something and they said, I'm sorry, he's like, You are sorry. So, what are we going to do about it? Like, right now, he was, "Mm." yeah. And someone who does that, who has a a quip for specific to belittle someone, I have no time for. Like, no, because it was a standard. I heard him say it to different people in different circumstances all the time, right. It's just like, it's like my
0: go to's of my funny, stupid jokes. Like, yeah, yeah, we heard it all before. You're playing your greatest hits album. But when your greatest hits album are negative towards anyone who's other than a Ginger co host, it is yeah. not funny. When it's a Ginger co host, that shit is eternal.
2: Hilarity
1: ensues. That's
0: comic right. gold. I'm pretty much sure they're going to write a Bible about comedy, about putting Gingers down as a co host. And then John is going to be writing, um, the Beatitudes, because
1: <laughs> Yay and... and the gingers shall inherit the world, for they were son by all uh, uh, Did I say Beatitudes? I meant the bad
0: attitudes. He's going to write <laughs> this, this motherfucker here thinks he knows gingers. Well, let me tell you things about ginger life
1: <laughs> Don't touch me now, you might get gingivitis
2: yeah.
1: Whoa! Preach Whoa! That's right. That's right, John. You know, good on you, ma'am.
0: Thanks for listening because as we we're saying, it's hard, to, it's hard to remember. It's hard to keep on track. We are currently live on YouTube right now. Every Thursday, 5 p.m. Pacific is the time we're scheduled for. We never go on to that time. So, And it's 8 p.m. Eastern, uh, 1248,000 Narnia. Depends on where you're going through the looking glass. Um, we're on YouTube. We're also on Spotify. We're on Apple Podcasts. We are on Twitter. We are on Instagram. Our email is twosidedpod at gmail.com. That's T-W-O-Sideofpod at gmail.com. If you have any suggestions for a show, granted, it hasn't started yet. So you're probably like, yeah, I got a lot of suggestions. How about you shut the fuck up and move on? And if that's a <laughs> suggestion, send an email. By all means, we'll listen and we will comply. Um, but we do our Tuesday open chats on stereo for just in the stereo streets. But Thursdays are open uh, to everything and everyone. So come on in, reach out. We're, we're here. And uh, I think we're about ready to start the show, John. I think enough, enough foreplay. I'm hot and ready. I've done the shot.
1: You can drown a toddler in these shorts. Let's do it. I think it's time for another two-sided. Well, Happy. <laughs>
0: i made a point that it was supposed to be child friendly for the first like 20 minutes of the show i made a promise to my friend because she's like i'm in the car kids are in like i promise all child friendly and then you go ahead and you do that didgeridoo kazoo again and dance to it like a little 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 monkey, little dancing monkey. Look at him! Look at him! Someone someone did a little little engine, little organ crank, and little Johnny hop around. Johnny, little two thumb Johnny starts to starts a dancing and a jigging. Ugh. I did not swear at all during that, and I wanted to all of the time. John,
1: how are you? <laughs> Let's do the show. I'm John L. Peacock. In Brooklyn, New York, but currently and for the last week in a small town in Michigan, the Dirty Mitten. And I'm my
0: boy Pete, and I have not cursed once since the the show started.
1: And I'm very excited about that in Southern California. And you're listening to Two Sided, where every episode I challenge Pete with a bit of the two sides of life. The fun and the serious. And
0: I take that challenge and I respond, retort. I even one Upsmanship at its best to my good friend, Sean. I say, nay, nay, sir. One is right, one is wrong, one is you, one is me. None can be three, only can be me.
1: Again, no cursing. Since you're feeling in that mood, I'd I'd like you to... uh... Do something we do every once in a while. I'd like you to say how how you are feeling in three words. How are you feeling in three words? Ooh, okay. Um conflicted,
0: repressed, buzzy. <laughs> you're welcome. And I was very honest. <laughs> you know, if you give me four, I'd say honest.
1: you're welcome. <laughs> well, uh, we got a message, and then we're going to jump into our first segment of the evening.
3: Pete's hot and ready. His palms are sweaty. Mom's spaghetti. is vomit on his t-shirt already.
0: You can see that? I thought it didn't show up in the... Camera shit. I think it's snot though. Don't worry about it.
1: (laughs) That's funny. You may think it's glue, but it's snot.
0: My boy John L. Peacock with his second grade humor touring all of the elementary schools in the New York Pacific area. Hey kids. Oh, not not going well. I'm gonna make like a tree and leave. <laughs> all right. On to the next elementary with John L. Peacock.
1: I just got hung up on the New York Pacific. I know I know you don't like me to stop you with like no I know. And yeah no, but if you're and all that.
0: Right, you're, you're like because you're thinking I'm talking of a rail line. There is no school district that is the, the New York Pacific. I understand. I was going to say the New York unified, but I was already again. You know, you know, John, when you when you're about to like you trip on a hose, you're walking down a, a straight street and you trip on something mm-hmm. that is nothing there. There's there's no incline. There's no, And you're like, whoa, 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 whoa. And you keep going and your body's over your feet and you're just trying to catch up. Yeah, that is the 90 percent of my jokes. And you trying to, like, whoa, 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 and put a hand on my shoulder and stand me up, like, let's talk about what you tripped on. Like, that doesn't help me. It does stand me up jarringly. And I appreciate you having a moment of thoughtfulness to, like, you know what, maybe I should just let him fall. And I'll pick him up when he's, like, you know what, there was no crack there. There is no New York Pacific crack. So you're talking about the New Pacific, the the Union Pacific, the New York Unified. You talking about? No, John. I'm talking about the New York Pacific. It's one of my favorite small, women-owned businesses in Brooklyn. It's based out of New York, but it is uh, a nonprofit for the Pacific Ocean, and it's really, really good. So that was a joke I was making, and I will. This is the hill I will die on. You want, you want to question me? I have more. I have. I can give you financials about the whole New York Pacific. It's they're a great company of, of people. They're very. See, John. I don't. I don't quit. Anyway.
1: No, it's it's so weird because I've actually heard of this company. Um, they're in Brooklyn, right? Yeah, they're they're on Atlantic Street.
0: Uh, no, 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 no. They were on Atlantic. They moved to Pacific. That's why they're New York Pacific. They were New York Atlantic. And then they did a whole DBA change. There's a title change. And there was, I think there was like a bankruptcy involved. I don't know, but I don't keep yeah. up with that stuff. couple of lawsuits anyway. that go away. Oh, yeah. 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 You know, what? things happen. The world's in a perfect place. Screws fall out all the time, John. the time screws fall out all the time so i'm just saying
1: well speaking of uh screws falling out let's get into our first lightning round
0: lightning round john i'm excited but i'm disappointed i was thinking you would have done a little bit more work and had a nice little segue because i want you to send that to me so i can work on a segue because i'm very excited about lightning rounds Lightning rounds with John L. Peacock, my boy Pete. Thursdays, Thursdays, Thursdays. About five twenty-two or thirty-two, Time or, or forty-two. You don't. You know. know what? There's there's a two involved. We don't know. I'm just saying. <sighs> okay, I'm ready.
1: This one, uh, uh, anyone who's anyone knows that our first lightning round of the episode is always a standard Q&A. My boy, Pete, are you ready for the questions? I am ready for the questions, John,
0: but because anyone who knows our show knows it is a standard question and answer. But I want to start spicing things up a little bit. So I want to be Johnny Carson and I want to I want to know how many questions you have. And I want to just answer them in an envelope before you ask them. And then answer them for reals. So we'll try that next time. But I'm saying, I'm ready. 17. I think it's infected. Maiden name was Jones.
1: I don't know. Just saying. But I'm ready. Go. Left or right? (laughs) Right, bro. Uh, Under or over? always under uh follow up to this one through depends pockets or bag pockets finally highway or scenic route Give me two choices. I'm going to take a scene of crow. And that is the correct answer to all of those. Congratulations. You've done the fastest lightning round in two-sided history.
0: All right. Uh, Made name Jones. Uh, Pico de Gallo. Um, yeah. I need to know how many questions... That'll be my thing. After you ask him, then I'm going to go back. Give me two seconds. Not right now because you've already established that I'm in no shape to do any of this legwork that your show entails, John. Thank you very much. However, give me two seconds after our normal thing, and then I'm going to tell you. All right. Before John reads the questions, here are the answers to his two-sided lightning round questions. And I'll put the thing on. Like I don't know. We'll we we'll, work it out in
1: post. We'll work it out in post. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. Exactly. Uh, and uh, anyone who's anyone has, who's been listening and actually paying attention to the show knows that it's always four. The answer to the uh, how many questions and or segments within each lightning round is four. Four. That's great, four folks. Anyone who's listening, the answer is four. I've been participating
0: actively as someone appeared in the show for over a year and i had no idea that four was the magic number <laughs> pretty awesome pretty 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 cool that john thinks this highly of our listeners
1: <laughs> <laughs> and i do. think
0: that and no i, I know really you do, do but no you're no ocd runs as deep as your ocd john uh he clicked the light bulb 13 times and he also touched his nose and like no but you said kazoon height, kazoon height, kazoon height, which also opened the door
1: to a small portal in narnia hell yeah similar to open sesame or bloody mary
0: size a feather stiff as a board can't believe this show's
1: still happening i am so goddamn bored right exactly We are going to jump for our first segment, but we got a quick message here, and I think a quick shot should be done before. We no, jump I definitely into our first full oh. segment.
0: Oh, thank God, someone said shot. I was waiting for someone to call and say shot. Ugh.
3: You guys are slacking. What? What? Yep. Screws falling out. Segway yep. lightning round. Yep. Oh, Jesus
0: Christ. Yep, you see it coming, don't you? Oh, fuck. You're ready for it. You're ready. You know. I. You get it.
3: I can't even.
0: You can. You can, and you will. So help me. So help me, Mr. V. You will. (laughs) Your children and your grinding machines will weep when they see what we've done to your sense of humor. You will. You will. You will. Thanks for tuning in. We're Two Sided Pod uh, here on, on Thursdays Live, 5, 5 p.m. ish on YouTube, on stereo. If you're on stereo right now, you can click that that button up, uh, link above and go to our page. Um, and if you're listening is, after,
1: it, it's a Two Sided Podcast is our YouTube page.
0: Yep. And if you are listening after, I think there's a lot better things you could be doing with your time than this. Like Seriously, text me why don't you email us at twosightofpod at gmail.com. That's twosightofpod at gmail.com. Let me know what the time frame, the time of day you're listening to this on Spotify. And I will tell you what better things are to do during that time of day or the shows or literally I will just text you some great shows. So tell me when you're listening on Spotify, on Apple podcast, um, if on, on YouTube if you're looking back at the things and you're emailing us that's great but I will give you great shows like, and they will all be current it's not because you like you listened to the show back a year ago one year ago which was awful and I won't give you those shows but I, I will I have historical documents some people call it a diary I call it my hope chest of shows one of these days anyway folks Let's do shots. Thanks for tuning in. Bringing to you, we're about to get going on the show. It's gonna be something. Cheers. Ew. Oh. Okay. Man. Yep. No. I think <sighs> John. I was uh, scheduling. We're gonna do. We do Tuesdays and Thursdays. Tuesdays is open chat. Thursdays are a normal show. I'm thinking we're doing a special Saturday morning. Um, it's gonna be. 11, 12, 1, 2. It's gonna be eleven for me, two for you, and it's gonna okay. be the two sided two sided intervention where we're gonna try to make ourselves so sick that we'll like it's like smoke them up, buddy, and you'll smoke a carton of cigarettes. So we're like, all right, you're we're not leaving the show. It's like a telethon to get us straight and sober.
1: So our, until our skin is nice and green, is what you're saying.
0: Yellow, John. Jaundice Yellow. sets it. Jaundice.
1: That's where I'm you're, named after.
0: Oh, I shouldn't have said that. Yeah, you're thinking you're thinking green because you're sick from smoking. I'm thinking yellow because we've drank too much in this telephone.
2: It's <laughs> all the colors
0: of the rainbow. John, it's all the colors of the rainbow. <laughs> Fucking hell. All right, I'm ready, baby. I'm going to okay. make another
1: drink, and then I'm ready to rock. Let's get these uh, messages, and we'll, uh, we'll get into it.
3: Machines and my children are already weeping because they walk past and they see your ugly mugs on the telly.
0: (laughs) I love the fact, because I know he's totally telling the truth, that he has us on his television. His... Hey, kids. All right, kids. Hey, don't look at that fucking ginger. Oh, I didn't mean to say fucking ginger. Right,
6: kids. Sometimes when you're at fucking
0: see okay i can't talk to kids in an australian accent because there's always fucking coming out i was doing so good at not swearing
1: yeah you're not so good at when you get into australian that you jump immediately into a whole lot of swearing as you're talking to children those were the most curse words you said the entire episode and yeah as children yeah but but tell me okay and maybe
0: i am mistaken maybe we will Figure this out when we do our tour in Australia for our two-sided pod. We go live for. We're going to be uh, the Drungo Pub down in Melbourne. We're going to be in the in the Kookaburra Cave in Perth. We're going to be in the Ha Ha Hut out in the Adelaide. The, the Adelaide Adelaide Odelayo in Queensland okay. and uh, anyway that's our tour dates so you can go to our website you can email us at twosetapodgm.com to figure out the real tour dates but I feel like that's one of the things um, that people will tell us like nah mate of course you're fucking casting your kids how yeah, are they getting out fucking what <laughs> going what life's like what the fuck's that about that's not a fucking childhood This is a fucking... That's not a childhood. That's a fucking childhood. You see what I did there, John? I I corrected myself so that and that, that you wouldn't... Ugh. Anyway.
4: Wow. You got Vader in the audience tonight. How about da? Great show, guys. That was the fastest lightning round that I've ever heard. Well done.
0: Girl. It's I maybe mean, it's not you, it's me. Like I was thinking about a lot of different things. Like it can usually make my lightning rounds last longer. Listen, if you just just give me this, another chance, like I'm going to get some some oils and some candles. I'm going to make this lightning round last all
1: night long. It's much more common than you think, and it happens to most lightning rounds. Don't worry about it, Pete. <laughs> you're
0: you're thinking about that nocturnal discharge of lightning rounds like when you when you wake up uh, two two for one Uh, uh, like scenic highways like people like what like sorry nocturnal (laughs) two-sided lightning round discharge don't don't mind me
1: that's why i sleep in a mummy bag yes that's actually there's a lot of truth to that anyway uh, we're jumping into our first uh, full segment of the evening, which is the strange man that was Alfred Hitchcock. Okay. okay. We are not. Okay. We're, I'm not going to talk about his movies. People know his movies. If you don't know his movies, go watch his movies. He's he's famous for a reason. I'm going to talk about the man.
0: Okay. 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 So we're talking about. <sighs> I, I, I want to clarify because you you made a statement. Now we're not talking about his movies. So right now, if you reference his movies, I get to call you out. Is that correct?
1: No, because because referencing ah! his movies and like going into any kind of real detail of his movies are two different things. We're gonna talk okay. about okay. how he was on set and offset. Okay. Personas,
0: public and private. So we're yes. not talking, we're not talking specific. MOC like like uh, movie plots, and and because like, oh, he wow. had an affinity for birds. So when the birds shit on him and they pecked his eyes out, that was what he hoped happened to his mother because he had a horrible relationship with his mother. We're not doing that, on that shit. End. Right. Okay. 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 You know what? I'm ready. I'm still gonna call you out, but feel free to belittle me and berate me and and nay say to me when if I get it wrong, but. I'm going to go on limb and say I'm not going to get it wrong. So good <laughs> luck, John. May God have mercy on <laughs> your soul. Let's talk about Alfred Hitchcock, the man.
1: All right. So a little introduction, a uh, quote by him. Uh, I am a type of director. If I made Cinderella, the 1937 version movie, the audience would immediately be looking for a body in the coach. And so he said that in the late 30s, early 40s. So he was already typed by that point. Uh, one of his most, uh, one of the most influential filmmakers of all time, Alfred Hitchcock, has inspired countless remakes, parodies, and homages to himself and his work. Not only was he well known for his 50 feature films, he also h- hosted that hit TV show. Uh, Alfred Hitchcock presents and became a memorable subject of countless interviews even his style of filmmaking became a trademark style to be identified referenced or imitated by the next gener- several generations of filmmakers
0: okay okay so but okay so at what point because you said he made that comment about Cinderella in the 30s and 40s you didn't give the exact date was he hear me out was he trolling people was he like n- all publicity is good publicity so if i'm like cinderella everybody lives cinderella i would kill that bitch and have her stuffed in the pumpkin carriage i know we didn't say that again may copa you had me started on the when i did the australian kids and now i'm cursing like a Like a gall darn sailor, John.
2: I'm
0: coming back. back. I'm coming back, bro. I'm coming back. But was that, do you think at that point he was pandering and he was trying to sensationalize himself to get noticed? Like, oh, everybody loves, everybody loves Raymond. Like, well, if Raymond lived in my neighborhood, I'd chop him up and put him in the freezer and come in keep him out for later for holidays. like, w- w-
1: w- what? What do you think? Well, um, I, I actually, it's a good transition because the, the next couple of uh, statements before my original first pause I kind of answer what you're talking about. So it, this is in reference to him being a type director. Uh, of course, the artist was far more than his art. And in this case, Hitchcock was an imposing and downright disturbing figure. If you're curious to learn more, uh, then you just need to look at his life from beginning to end, and especially when it's on set. And so I think that he was embodying himself, but he wasn't just embodying himself because he had a gimmick. He was embodying himself because he was comfortable in the weird skin that he grew up with, uh, became an adult with, and lived with through his entire life, and especially his art. So he was the one who was like, "Yeah, I am this weird. Uh, you, you know, try me if you dare." Uh,
0: John, I have two different ways to go with this. Like one, like super great. A weird person finds a home for their art and a, a voice that now resonates instead of is is shunned and put upon. Because that's the thing is like we're all fucking freaks, bro. Like everyone has a little kink in their closet like everyone's like oh, i'm gonna shop this shit from the rooftops like but there's people who are hard more hardcore than other their weird kinks hitchcock being one of them that he won he did it he was able to find an avenue yeah. find a vein i look at i look at uh, people who were doing podcasts there was this this one show i, I listened to the two-sided pod uh, and, and there was there was a weird guy who just was just shouting from the rooftops, and I forget his name, but I know it was a great show and it was very inspiring. <laughs> and it was like the other guy was hiding a lot of things and like all the time hiding, which was also intriguing. <laughs> anyway, you could probably look them up. They're on they're on Spotify, Apple. Pods, whatever. Anyway, that I just had to. I had to bring that up. Go ahead. What were you saying about?
1: <laughs> Alfred Joseph Hitchcock was the youngest of three children to Emma Jane and William Hitchcock. He's born the thirteenth of August, eighteen ninety-nine. That's right, in Llandudno, uh, England, but not in a hospital. He was born in the apartment above his family's grocer's shop because well yeah you you got you got to get
0: back no you got to get back to the shift like (laughs) i know i know you're in labor but these cans ain't gonna stock themselves okay got the baby out let's get back down there and do produce it's a very specific time 1899 yeah i remember that time very specifically and it was very hard-working very specific times of people so sorry i digress
1: continue john uh, just looking at one brief thing that shows how his, um, his influence will be longstanding. Hitchcock is one of just 10 directors who've managed to have two of their films nominated for Best Picture in the same year. And, and he was the first. So uh, it was for Foreign Correspondent Go ahead. and Rebecca. Rebecca won that year in 1940. Okay, so
0: okay, that's interesting. I knew he had won that. I knew, but did he? Because he was nominated a n- number of other times for different things. So, but that was for best picture.
1: That was for best picture. You're right. So, he, okay, okay, okay,
0: okay, okay. Yeah, and that's that's why if you look, and that was in 1940. Rebecca, when was, when did she win?
1: 1940
0: because foreign, 40, straight up nine, Yep. 1940 okay because yeah okay no foreign correspondent was good anyone who's so here's a shout out to anyone not shout out fuck you John this is what you made me say you made me say shout out and I don't like it Um, anyone who when we reference in these movies I will tell you if they're good or not John will be like hey, these, these are great I'm like nah man not worth your time not worth your time foreign correspondent is good highly recommend that it's a it's a it's 1940s like we had a lot of other stuff going on but still super good movie anyway go ahead sorry john
1: so uh you know uh, the list is just 10 um other notable names john ford jack conway uh francis ford coppola and steven soderbergh are among those 10 um and you're right, he won. He had two of his movies up for Best Picture, one of them won, uh, uh, and, but during his life, Hitchcock was nominated for five Academy Awards, all of them for directing, Rebecca, Lifeboat, Spellbound, Rear Window, and Psycho. Yes. He never won any of them. Yes. The only Academy Award he actually ever directly received was a Lifetime Achievement Oscar in 1968. Right.
0: Which is kind of crazy bullshit but at the same time, if you're looking at, as far as movies go, here's a crazy person with weird content that if you're because the Academy Awards are judged by the Academy pool the Academy yeah. judges and you have to be a certain ranking person in a certain industry to be an academy judge, and once you are, okay, but it's just like Senate Congress. It's all like <laughs> your dirt bike club down the road. It's it's a it's a dive bar versus the upscale bar in town. Like this is what you need to adhere to to go to this place. Yeah. So if you are submitting your work to these people, they don't. They don't see Psycho. They don't see like Rear Window was great, but it was like too great. Like that was his. It was super easy one. Beautiful. North by Northwest. Like so, so amazing. Like and you get the birds, and that was like the first to me. Anyway, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump all over. We'll
1: talk about that. Obviously, yeah. Oh no, yeah, no, no.
0: I know, I know. And my whole thing is you leave these open open pregnant pauses john and i will feel everything like all right so pete said every segment and the last thing is like don't the spoofs john <laughs> if you do not talk about if you do not talk about uh mel brooks i will be very upset because i i i'm not even going to name the name of the movie i'm not going to talk about anything of it but if you can if you don't say it i, I will say it at the end
1: just so you know okay so uh, uh, Hitchcock, to show a little bit more of his influence, he was responsible for the first talkie in, that was released in Britain. He uh, had made a couple of films that were silent uh, before then. But two years after the jazz singer was brought sound, that brought sound to the movies in the United States, Hitchcock's right. 1929 film Blackmail used the then groundbreaking U.S. technology to turn it into a film which would, uh, uh, with sound rather than a silent picture. And so he uh, gets that claim for the first in the UK. That's crazy, I didn't know that. Yep. Good for him, man.
0: I mean, it it makes up for his horrible silhouette because when you have a a triple chin like that, like you need a first, good for you.
1: Uh, Something that I didn't know about his personal life, Hitchcock met his wife Alma uh, Reville when she was working as an editor on the 1923 film Woman to Woman, on which Hitchcock worked uncredited as co-screenwriter and co-director. The two of them were married on the 2nd of December 1926, and remained so until his death. Remember, he was born basically at the end of 99, So he was basically, he was 26 or possibly uh, uh, 27 years old. And that's it and from then on he was the one woman which makes some of the and things that we're going to talk about yeah alma yeah alma, alma alma like no
0: that's a good that's a good mormon name i like that go ahead yep.
1: so <laughs> hitchcock was known to have a rather stormy relationship with actors aside from subjecting them to pranks and unwanted sexual advances in the case of some of his actresses. Again, it up. Life. Yep. Hitchcock is known for his infamous comment, actors are cattle. They should be treated as such. This quote uh, made, you know, Hitchcock viewed actors as props for the directors and writers to put in place and steer at their own will. So, you know, many actors, uh, yeah. uh, especially method actors, railed against this, and Hitchcock famously disliked method actors, accusing them of taking over the writing process and overstepping their job descriptions.
0: I, I, I get, I totally get where he's coming from. Because honestly, as a director, like to, to direct people, like yeah, your, your artistic vision is literally nothing I want to deal with. That is not what I'm thinking. So can you just... Psh, psh, shut shut, shut your mouth or I'll shut shut, shut it for you. And we're going to go ahead and do what I say. If I say put on a goddamn tutu, you're going to put on a goddamn tutu because we're going to make this goddamn play sing. (laughs) And then it's like, never mind. You do one day of tutus when you're doing Shakespeare, when you're doing Hamlet. Okay. It's like, we're doing tutus, and after the one day of tutus, I'm like, everybody learned the lesson? All right, no tutus. You guys know who's in charge, right? Get that to work. That's how I direct, John.
1: Well, you would, uh, you would be in good company with Hitchcock, because Hitchcock uh, became known for his pranks on film sets. Um, most yeah. of these pranks would turn out to be incredibly vicious and mean-spirited. One of his favorite plans was to discover the phobias of his co-workers and then send them a box of whatever that phobia happened to be, such as vermin, snakes, spiders, etc. Bro, that's amazing. That's like, literally, it's only
0: good, but okay, it's not good if you and I, okay, hear me out, hear me out. If I figured out like, oh, John hates midgets because he does, folks.
1: Afraid of? Is it a phobia or is it just like a a hate?
0: No, it's actually both. I'm glad you clarified because he's scared (laughs) of them and that's why he hates them. No, no. it's, It's very, I'm glad you clarified, John, and you stopped the whole progress procession of the joke. It's awesome because his fear of little people and his has led to his hate of little people so if I were to randomly when we don't see each other work together we're not in the same moment I send him a small box of little people <laughs> <a> small box <laughs> how are you going to fill a big box that's a lot of little people anyway I send that out there. That would be mean hearted. That would be, mm, you're just trying to hurt feelings and bring up old wounds. However, if we were in the think tank that you are in the dirty mitten, if I was clown number one to your clown number two, which would be so much better. To be totally <laughs> honest. But honestly, I'd be like, John, I need you to step it up I'm going to replace you as client number two. I need someone hotter, faster, younger. I got my uh, 17-year-old Filipino girl. I think she's – nope, sorry, wrong joke. Nope. Anyway, if we were working together day to day and I was like, oh, that's your fear? (laughs) And I sent you a little box of little people? to see you on set freak the fuck out when they all jumped out of the little box. Oh, (laughs) baby Jesus. That's hilarious. That's comedy gold. I get it. If you're on set with someone and you get them, yes. If you're like on set with them, I don't know them. Like They're scared of these things. I will give them spiders.
1: Then you're fucked. I'm just saying. Just saying. So so Hitchcock cast many blondes, female actors. um, You know, uh, Doris Day. He also
0: had. uh, He also uh, had
1: males who were blondes.
0: If you want to go through who the males were, we can go through that later. You didn't research that, but go ahead.
1: Sure. Uh, um, That's right. In his his movies, and apparently there was a reason for it. Uh, uh, In the Guardian, he once said. Blondes make the best victims. They're like virgin snow that shows up the bloody footprints. Okay. 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 Again,
0: and I'm not trying to make it okay, but it's like it's like when you say things, and I try to like, folks, let me just explain what John means, because he's not saying all the good words to explain in between. If you're thinking as a filmmaker... Well, yeah, because you're using Hershey's syrup, you're black and white. So if you have a blonde, you are a blank canvas. Like I can put things on you. I can, I can make you bloody. I can make you, you are the white lily snow that I can cast upon. If, if I have someone who has a darker complexion and black hair, how am I going to show blood in their hair because I'm using Hershey's syrup? As blood, so that John, that is the only thing I'm saying because I keep it goddamn real, baby. Like I'm, I'm down to say no, motherfucker. But here is a man who's, I know where I'm cutting you off again. He's very socially inept and doesn't understand how to speak, even though he's in the limelight all the time. Yep. Nope. Which, which, honestly. Folks, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages who are listening to the two sided pod, who are watching us live on YouTube, who, if you've clicked the buttons above, and you've seen our faces, fast forward three years, John L. Peacock is that person. I'm just saying. <laughs> I have all the screen time. I have all the screen time you could ever imagine, but I still can't get the shit right. And it's like, ah, there's a lot of Mayacopas copas and publicity agents who are like, shit, John, just maybe stop. Granted, they're with me too, but me is I'm trying to fist fight people and knock cameras out of hands. Like, fuck you. You are the ones like, you know what? I'm just saying that maybe the lily white hands... Because they're beautiful blondes, and they show up blood a lot easier. Like, whoa, 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 TurboTax, <laughs> stop Elon Muskiness all the way to our fruitions.
1: You so, know? however, however cruel you think uh, Hitchcock's films were, his behavior behind the scenes seemed to be even more cruel. Uh, Tippi Hedren relived the whole oh. of a scene from *The Birds*. Hitchcock's deeply quiet, uh, disquieting version uh, of a vision of a world in which previously friendly birds turned into terrifying assailants for the climactic sequence of the movie, The Birds, in which Hedron's character, Melanie, is attacked by a, in an attic by a ravenous flock of starlings. The 62-year-old director had promised this jittery star, a naive formal model, making her major acting debut and already highly unsettled by various close avian encounters that he would only use mechanical birds in a very brief sequence. In the event, Hedren arrived at the studio to find several cages full of furious starlings, which were duly unleashed. They were then chained to her body and hurled at her, by heartless crew members uh, over not only a couple of hours, but for five full days. They pecked her the face un-re- relentlessly, leaving her covered in scars. Okay.
0: Okay. Okay. Okie dokie or chokie. <sighs> let's unpack this, all right, folks? Let's, let's Let's take a moment because John likes to He does good research. He has a lot of good words. Like, very good. And I'm with, like, that's fucked up. That's fucked up. However, hear me out. Hear me out. Let me say nay to all the naysayers in the audience. Also, probably get a shot ready because I'm going to need a drink after this. Um, And you will, too. Um, The, uh... The whole idea, because being in the business, like being as an actor it as in literally you've been in shit plays in regional theaters. You've been in college plays. You've been in great plays. You've been in paid plays. You've been right. As have I have been through the gambit of like you see how directors work. You see like I'm committed to this now. Like, this is where, if I don't do this with this person, everything goes on hold and I'm going to lose hundreds of thousands of dollars with this person because I can't get this person to do something. Right. So, we've seen that. I'm not saying it's right. I'm not saying it's right, but we've seen it and we've, we've condoned it, condoned, condoned, condoned it throughout the years. Of like, right. all right. All right, you gotta all right, you know what? Here's the deal. You're all gonna stay here, you're gonna be outside. I don't want any shoes on, I don't want like you're you're doing things that this isn't right. Like this is kind of weird torture. This is in a weird way. But at the same time, like camaraderie, we're all on it together. Or I'm with you, I'm now you my director and I were we're now weirdly connected because you helped me through this weird fucking shit. You made me do right. We've seen that. So kind of that, I see that, but, but, and here's the thing that this is going to be the hard one. This is going to be the rough one. It's going to be the rough one. And I understand the time of the, when birds was filmed, 1950s, there was no understanding of, of, of human, just the beings of humans. There was, you were a white male or you weren't at that point. So, so my initial reaction would be like, it wasn't a couple hours. Like, cool. I get it. But you came back to set day two, day three, day four, day five. And you kept coming back to set. Like, I get it. Like, part of me is like, fucking don't come back. What the fuck are you doing? Just don't come back. If you have your bleeding wounds from your face, don't come back. But at that time and place, understandably,
1: there was no alternative. There was like, yeah, do your goddamn work. Do your contract. Studio contractor, you'll be blackballed. That wasn't a thing back No, That wasn't disallowed back then. That was very much the thing. You will never work huge. in this city again kind of thing. Right.
0: Huge. And, and, and everybody who knows, like, I don't, I, I can't, I can't say anything about it right now, but I'm, I'm just so glad that we know Tippi Hedren passed. Psycho was great, but she had a great career. She was, she was a, a cornerstone in the filmmaking industry moving forward. Yeah, and if she had been blackballed, right? Like, but at the same time, you don't understand because you can't be there. You don't know, yeah. you don't fucking know, John. Right? No,
1: no like, not at all. No, you're right. That,
0: and and that's the thing is like for me, where I start questioning, like, come
1: on, don't go
0: back to work. Like, I don't fucking know. So I'm very
1: well. It's very interesting. it's interesting. Interesting, you say that about not going back to work because. Okay, so she endured the full five days, and during that time, you know, Hitchcock did not alleviate her fears at all. All he did was look into the camera uh, uh, and approvingly uh, see what the captured film of her sheer look of terror. For those right. five days, it was right. so it unhinged her. It really did, and and I'll I'll show why. And she says later that it wasn't so much the birds themselves, but it was Hitchcock himself that is what unhinged her. And so after such an terrifying experience, she was so traumatized that she signed off work by her director for five days. She said, I can't come back to work right now. And she she could not quit because of her contract, because of the blackball and everything. And she did her job. She did what she needed to do to con- continue right. working as an actor. And right. like you said, became a very influential actor in her own right. Unbelievable. What she, right. Had right. To do, she was so traumatized that she had to take five days off of work.
0: So, okay. So, and that is one of the things like we're, now we're talking industry standards and how things work and how people, because at that point. Today. Yeah. Those things happen. You call your agent and your agent, hustles and gets like no 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 no, and they're the ones who stand in the way and make things happen so that you don't have to feel that way so you, this is not happening so like they had agents back then but the agents were not agents like that they were all about right in money bottom line it was like i'm gonna make this much percentage of your contract
1: for you doing this work period they would use their clients against each other correct Correct. Yeah. So when you look at those things, like how,
0: and it's so shitty to say, bro. It's so shitty to say. Look how far we've come in the industry. We are so broken in this industry right now, like I'm unbelievably broken. But we're like, but look how good we are. Look how. Ah, uh, okay. God damn it, John. I'm going to take one little side step and stay back on track, bro. Stay back on track. Here's a hard one. All right. Just I got you. When when the Congress, when we, we signed the bill into law that said lynching is illegal yeah, last last month, like, yeah. what the, what the yeah. fuck? And people were high-fiving each other, like, what sweet baby Jesus fuck is that about?
1: And there was some kind of controversy that it might not pass. Uh, right.
0: Uh, uh. It's just the basic, the basic ideas of life that you think and you take for granted, like, As an actor, you should think you're not going to be aggressively encountered, And if you do, you should have someone to talk to who has power. (laughs) Because right now you have, like, it's me in the morgue where it's like, I don't like this dissection I'm doing. And all I have is, like, I can take out drawer number two or drawer number three and I can yell at them for a while, but they don't understand. They don't talk back. They're not going to help. No one helps, John. Yeah. Right. When this liver weighs too much, no one's gonna help me figure out why. It? Nobody, John. Anyway,
1: they say Look, the you gotta balance the liver. Ooh, right. Yeah. <laughs> so the uh, Hedren herself, uh, when asked why he would act so sadistically towards her, um, uh, said that the the, uh, the roots of the cause was, uh, uh, of his cruelty was love. She truly believed it was a form of love. Not necessarily towards her, but towards his film and his art. But, yeah, even after he risked her well-being and permanently damaged her career, Hitchcock wasn't done with Tippy Hedren or her family. During the production of The Birds, Hitchcock had a wax face mask made of Hedren for reasons of the film promotion. When Hedred's daughter turned six years old, Hitchcock surprised the little girl with a doll in a coffin that was made out to look exactly like her mother while wearing her costume from The Birds. (laughs) That's awesome. All I'm going to say...
0: Yeah. Go ahead. Keep going. No, you you go first. Because I was going to say...
1: Go ahead. Daughter would grow up to become the actress Melanie Griffith, who gave her own opinion on the whole incident by saying, he was a mother effer. And you can quote me, end quote. And we did. Uh, because we're happy to oblige you, Melanie Griffith.
0: No, you know, 100%. Like, um, but, but, hear me out. But hear me out. It would be fucking freaky as shit to get your mother's face on a doll in a casket at any point, right? Mm -hmm. But you went out on a limb to say, and I don't know if this is just you saying, in the costume of the birds of this, because her mother from. So hear me out. Devil's advocate. why you got to let your daughter watch the birds at six? Like, are you that needful of praise? Tippy? (laughs) My daughter didn't watch the birds until she was 22. And then when she did, I, I plucked her eyes out with, with, with the crows that I had
1: keeping in a little cage. Ironically, they were mechanical, just like uh, Hitchcock had promised to Hedren.
0: Right, and, and that was the thing. It was like, you can't be mad at me because Tippi didn't get this fucking kind of treatment.
1: So you're <laughs> welcome. So uh, uh, Hitchcock's uh, humor was equal parts juvenile and terrifying. Uh, the infamous story of when he bet a crew member on one of his films that he couldn't dare spend the night handcuffed to a camera In the movie studio alone all night, the crew member accepted the challenge and Hitchcock sweetened the deal by giving him a bottle of brandy just before everyone went home and left him locked inside. The next day, Hitchcock and the rest of the crew and cast found the said camera member uh, in hysterics. This was probably had to do with the fact that Hitchcock had added strong laxatives to the brandy before he gave it to the crew member so he yeah so he got yeah. the joke of terrifying and and humiliating this person all night as they had to do what they had to do tied to their camera that would not move in order to get the one second of everybody coming in and seeing him completely in hysterics and so that hitchcock could prove himself as right
0: uh, again, again, John, again, don't need to be a naysayer and devil's advocate, but yeah, it would be very uncomfortable to have someone come in or your whole crew come in, all of the morticians at the morgue come in and see that I have just shit everywhere. However, will not be in hysterics. Like, uh, uh, paper towels, don't look, don't look.
1: Hey, <laughs>
0: sorry, 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 shit, uh, literally, shit, sorry, sorry.
1: <laughs> it's not a curse word if it describes something physical, right?
0: Exactly. Thanks, John. And that is how a bill becomes a law. <laughs> I feel like this is like the,
1: <laughs> Jesus, man. But- we got a couple more things to finish this up. So for a man so used to playing on the fears of his audience and his associates, Hitchcock himself had two rather bizarre phobias. Do you know them? Uh, if you do, let's, let's talk about them instead of me just reading them.
0: No, I want you to read them because all of the work you've done, I feel like needs to be praised and shown. That is well worth the due diligence you've done. So
1: the uh, then one we can belittle was... everything. Of eggs. Continue. And yeah. some believe it was because they hatched the birds that he had such a weird connection to his entire life. Long beyond the, the movie. Uh, the other is the popo. The police.
0: Right. But but his eggs version so just clarify those are eggs pre like he could eat eggs, he could have scrambled eggs, he could have hard boiled eggs. No, no, hard boiled eggs. Anything in a shell, right, anything shell, that came out of shell a, itself. that was a whole as an egg. That was what yep. he was scared of.
1: Yep. So just to clarify. Yep. Right. And yeah. eggs that could actually hatch something, like something that it could actually come out of something, that kind of egg. Yeah.
0: Right. And the whole thing is he was like way ahead of his time because if you look at like, the YouTube videos of unwrapping Disney eggs now. Like, that's scary that people are making money off of unwrapping. And he saw this years ago. He's like a Notre Dame of egg bullshittery.
1: It's funny. It's uh, I, something I didn't add into my research, but he actually helped on the film, Notre Dame.
4: Man, Dave.
1: All the good
0: things you don't put into the thing. <laughs> all, all of our people who will get on our Patreon know know that reference.
1: Yep,
0: he's a goddamn genius when it comes to research. Uh,
1: so the other one was the police. Uh, the the latter stemmed from an incident in his youth when Hitchcock's father sent him to the local police station station police station station. Right? Yeah, that's there you go. That. Yeah, with a note. Nice. Uh, And when the sergeant read the note, he had the boy, Alfred Hitchcock, locked up for 10 minutes before warning him to expect this is what will happen if he did anything bad. And that was his father's lesson that left him permanently scarred and terrified of police. In fact, he never learned to drive because he never wanted to be pulled over by a police officer. (laughs) Uh-huh. So,
0: so I know you're trying to say all these bad things about Alfred Hitchcock, but thus far, I'm hearing he's a pretty normal dude. So, he was a great artist who subjected people to bullshit, which artists do. He doesn't trust the police, because fuck those motherfuckers, they're going to get you at every goddamn turn if they can. And also, I'm not usually sober. However... <laughs> I do like eggs. The thing, you got me with the eggs. is like, but if he did a, a nice, like, fried egg or something, like, if he, if he ate eggs, I'm like, I don't like those shells. Like, I would be okay with them. But that was a word. That's my tipping point. But go ahead.
1: Continue. <laughs> in 1939, uh, Madeline Carroll and Robert Donat starred in Hitchcock's The 39 Steps, considered to be the film that elevated him to fame. He was already already 18 movies into his career, and that was enough for him to uh, have elevated his own behavior from quirky into downright bizarre. There's a whole list of weird behaviors uh, 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 coming from him behind the scenes, including reports that every time he finished a cup of tea, he wouldn't just set it on the table or hand it to an assistant like normal person. No, he tossed it in over his shoulder and smashed it to the ground Just one bizarre way he decided to use uh, to show that he was in absolute control.
0: Yeah, John, again, again, what is wrong with that? If you are king shit, if I wake up in the morning and I piss excellence, of course I'm going to throw teacups. Bro, that is the least of the small things I'm going to throw. Again... You're not saying anything that I'm disagreeing with
1: uh, that he's doing, but continue. So he reportedly called his stars Mister Donut and the Birmingham Tart rather than referring well, yeah. to their actual names. Like again,
0: and yeah, all. because because he was
1: Donut, his name was
0: Donut, and she was Tart. Like, yeah. It, the first he, day he was clever. He was clever, John. He's not making up names. Like your name's John L. Peacock, and I call you Donut. His name is Donut. Right. Come on, John. Right. Come on, baby. All right, go ahead. I'm, I'm backing him. I got him.
1: So the first day, Donut and Carol were on set uh, for the first time, he produced the handcuffs that would be keeping them side by side for a good part of the film. Slapping the cuffs on them, he went on to pretend that he would misplaced the key. Uh-huh. Uh, So there are a few different versions on how it all ended. According to Donat, he and Carol got along too well for Hitchcock to be amused by their suffering. And he found quote unquote, the key after an hour or so other accounts have the hilarious gag dragging on for hours uh, with everyone involved getting more and more annoyed with the whole thing, except for of course, Hitchcock himself who would later remark quote, We had a lot of fun making the 39 steps. Bro.
0: Again, like all of the ammo you're throwing at me is nonsense. If this, if I was a jury of your peers, but I am so far above you. So I'm not, I would have to say nay, nay. All right. So, so as an actor, As Donut, I know my name's Donut, and he calls me Donut. I'm like,
6: oh, I'm upset. Like, bro, you grew up
0: call- being called Donut your whole life. <laughs> the worst they could call you was the hole. Like, he doesn't call me the hole, he calls me Mr. Donut. I'm like, I'm with it.
4: Right? And yeah. now, okay, boom,
0: here's your handcuff. Of course, because I know you, motherfucker. Edit that out. I was doing really good at not cussing. Very good at it. I know you. You would lock someone together and like, where's the key? I don't know. I'm not sure. Look at that face. Look at him. Look at his. Look at that. Look that. <laughs> Again, if I was your actor, I would be very. I would talk to Inside Edition. I would talk to Direct TV. I would talk to. I don't even know what that means. Any of those things. Because I'm so angry about this. But it, literally it's nothing. It's someone fucking with an actor. Like, oh, we didn't get along too long, too well. He found the keys. Like, no, I wanted to make you guys sweat. You're good. Here's your keys. But truly think about that. Think about actors... Being handcuffed together, who are going to have to do it for the movie. And he's like, See you later. Would you, as an actor, be so
4: ah, this is all I'm all? And, she's like, ah!
0: and everyone losing their shit. Like, no, that would never happen. And if it did, only one of them would do it. And the other one's like, I can't work with this person ever <laughs> again john i'm saying as an actor right correct or not yep 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 you get handcuffed like good luck and your your director's doing some method bullshit and walks out like (sighs) you try to make the best of it with the chick like you go smoke a bowl can you light this i have the pipe if you can light this and i'll hold this What are your vices that we can do together? (laughs) Because (laughs) do you want to pee? Because I'm good at wiping (laughs) front to back, back to front. I don't know. I'm not sure. You can talk me through it. Let's go to the bathroom. You're very good at just put John in front of an audience. And he's very good at negotiating with actors. I'm saying that is my thing with him. So it's bullshit. It's it's, it's exactly what Donut said. It's like, yeah, we were too friendly. He didn't like it. Things were good. He found the key. But him saying found the key is like, he eventually like, ah, this is, they working like I thought. I thought they were going to be weird. Here you go. Because 39 Steps, as everybody knows, MFA especially, knows about the juxtaposition of the relationship of the the
1: leading man, leading woman of how it evolves together for so long the, of the play version. It, it just is correct. Yeah. Correct. And it has to
0: evolve from, because your first is uncomfortable. You need to break through uncomfortable. You need to break through the bullshit and then you can get to the other things. So he's like, all right, Tippy, you're not scared of birds enough. Let's work this out. Oh, you guys, you're too comfortable. Handcuff you, motherfuckers!
1: It I'm saying, as a, a, whole as lot a director, water.
0: see what happens. Right, as a as a director, I'm with it, John. You are barking up yep. the wrong tree. I am. Turns out, I'm a bigger fan of 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 Alfred Hitchcock than I was before we started the show. Continue, John. I'm ready. I'm going to yeah, go watch then... 82 Steps after this is done. I'm going to get all my steps. I have my Apple Watch. I want to get all my steps in. (laughs) Shit's going to be amazing.
1: And that's actually it. That's, you know, I wasn't going to say, I didn't say the horrible life. I just said it was strange. And so uh, we're going to move on. We're going to hit these messages and then we're going to get to our next segments. Hey, you know what, buddy?
0: I'm with you. You didn't say horrible. It's a strange, it is a strange life. Any, any actor, any director has a strange life. Even your most basic, you've worked with a shit ton of directors, and someone like clean cut, white collar, like I like my wife, I like my kids, I have investments, I have a four hundred one k. They're weird. they're weird as fuck on yeah. a weird artistic level, bro. I I I'm with you. I appreciate your research, um, but now you have turned me on to. I'm I'm now going to go watch a lot of. Uh, Alfred Hitchcock things, and you're gonna get aggressive messages from me about why you're wrong.
1: Oh man! Oh, I mean, During yes, the night. it's course. gonna be great. Vertigo, uh, The Rope, Oh, Rear oh, Window, oh, North oh. by Northwest.
0: I'm so glad you said it. Okay, John, remember how I said I was gonna make one reference to the spoofs and spinoffs, and you, if you weren't gonna say it and you didn't say it, and now you're finishing up, and now I'm ready because you. The best how I started watching Alfred Hitchcock movies uh, my dad showed me um, 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 the Mel Brooks movie um, um. shit oh my god I'm having the brain fart um, not, it's not for because Vertigo was his movie. Uh, it was, um, high anxiety, high anxiety, high, anxi- yeah. high anxiety, and it was literally, literally every famous Hitchcock movie. Yeah. It's like the naked gun, it's like the the uh, scary movies. Yep. Of everything put into one. So it, it had the birds, it had, north by northwest it had vertigo it had and it was filmed in northern california and so one of the scenes was he was in ah, i forget the name of the hotel biltmore it was a really nice hotel that my parents took me to because my uncle and aunt were staying there and we went and saw them in san francisco for for brunch yeah and he's like oh come up to our room and I, it was the coolest fucking thing I've ever seen. We get into the, the elevator, and it's like twenty stories high, but it's on the outside, so it's all glass. So you're like, yeah, all that, like, yeah. boom, oh my god, boom, boom, boom. awful. Like I'm already getting, like, I'm at that point. I'm scared. At that point in life, anyway. So <laughs> instead of going and pushing the button, like, oh, here's my, we're gonna go to the floor thirty-five. He's like this is really cool. Watch this. And he leans in and goes, ah, and just breathes. And it's heat censored. So it's not button pressed. There's no buttons. It's just the heat of your thumb. So he learned that you can like, ah, and breathe on your button. And then you go up to your floor.
1: Like, <laughs> Oh my God.
0: <laughs> and I had shrimp for brunch. And that's where they filmed high anxiety that in the one of his uh, scenes super good yeah. anyway yeah. i digress i digress hit the messages let's move on john god anyone who's listening thank you so much for continuing to listen
3: is already out live up? on wait what, what? <laughs> it was so quick i missed it <laughs> all
0: right folks and um John's gonna keep doing weird things.
3: It's already out. It's really? Wait, what? <laughs> it was so quick, I missed it. <laughs> All
0: right, folks, and as I was saying before, John's gonna lean in real close to his camera and show his weird eye bags that will never ever go away. When you ask him who hurt you, he says genetics, and it's very truthful. Shout out to the panel. I'm stuck in traffic here in Southern California for like an hour. And
1: I'm watching you guys on YouTube. You guys are hilarious.
0: And you're drinking. You're actually drinking. Hell yeah, man. Thank you, boys. My man. Uncle Leo. That's my man right there. John, do we throw him a follow? Uncle Leo, we're we're live every Thursdays. Like, if you're stuck in traffic, bro, our shit is on point for traffic. Jam jams. Like we're bumper to bumper all the time. John has Yeah, you don't lean in like that. Like I know you <laughs> you have not had a show in a couple days. You look like a piece of shit. Look at you. Your goatee is weird. Doesn't look like Dante's.
1: I had a show today.
0: Oh oh I get it. Sorry, you're at the end of the run. Like you don't give a fuck. Your paychecks have all been cashed and you're literally like fire me i dare you i fucking dare
5: you
1: several things happened in the show and, and now so you know <laughs> I've several... aged. yeah yeah you don't think war age
0: is a man
2: i'm 16 <laughs> years
0: old god damn it john <laughs>
1: uh... <laughs> and you know what how war aging a man that reminds me that we're going into our next lightning round. Lightning round,
2: time to fucking get down. Lightning round, no time to clown around. Oh, oh, ooh, 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 yeah! Lightning, ooh. Ooh,
0: lightning.
2: Ooh. lightning.
0: John C, I'm just. Uh... I'm super excited to use the other lightning from uh, MindFox because if we can keep Lightning Man out of the whole situation, it'll work better for all of our vocal cords and everybody involved. What do you mean? No, 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 bro. Like, literally, this is not the time and or the place at all.
1: And you could him away?
0: God. Damn you in your your sippy cup. You're like a child walking into a movie. John, conversations (laughs) do not start and stop at your convenience.
1: Let's do some lightning.
0: Lightning! Let's
1: do it. Uh, This is uh, a segment, a lightning round segment, that's your favorite and mine. That's right. It's Editorial Dick. Editorial Dick. Where I give my boy Pete a headline and he editorializes.
0: What does that mean? Does that mean I just talk I just talk out my ass? Is that what That's that right. means? I, no okay, facts, I'm ready. Opinion only. Oh. oh John, turns out I've been selling my whole life for no facts and all opinion. So I'm ready to rock. Let's do it.
1: Are you ready for the first headline?
0: Giddy up, baby. Let's let's kick this pig and make it squeal.
1: Florida taxpayers could face one one billion dollar tax. Disney debt bomb if its special district status is revoked. (laughs) That's what you get for living in Florida.
0: Number one, fuck you, Florida. If you live there, Mayacopa, 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 move out. Alabama's real close by. We call it LA. Is that Los Angeles? No, son, that's Lower Alabama.
1: I thought that was Louisiana. No, no, John. Oh, John, Lower Alabama. Well, I don't know. I'm saying NOLA, New Orleans, Louisiana. Okay. <laughs> anyway, uh, the second one. It's, is, it's nice uh,
0: to have. It's nice to have a, a friendship, conglomeration, someone who supports you, who accepts all of your saying of nay, your inconsequential bullshit. All of the things that are not true, instead of trying to correct you through and through and through. And that is when I want to give a shout out to John.
2: Lightning John! Thanks for helping us make it through the lightning round!
1: I agree. This next uh, headline is actually a follow-up. Florida lawmakers expected to strip Disney of self-governing status.
0: Oh, it's going to be great. I'm going to go ahead and go on a limb here and I'm going to say you have not looked at all the news, but the the uh, governor of Colorado has made an open invitation to Disney and said, hey, you guys are welcome here. We will not subjugate Mickey and Minnie. Mickey and Minnie. You can have the Mile High uh, Dream Club here. Come on over. And so The best thing, because because Disney is so goddamn like it's it's like Amazon on steroids. It's stupid. Like you could kill every goddamn character in every park today, and it'll still make money tomorrow. It'll still continue. Like it'll just go. It's ah. so they have the fuck you money, John. And when I get the fuck you money Boy, my show's gonna be amazing. But until then, (laughs) until then, I'm staying in my lane. But I'm saying Disney has a fuck you money, and I'm just like, all right, Florida, I don't have this shit going. I'm gonna, I can peace out and literally terraform an entire Colorado mountain. Like, oh, 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 the Matterhorn. we have an actual mountain. Thunder Mountain? We actually <laughs> built one. It's smaller. To keep it small. But anyway, they have the money. They can do
1: it. And you know yeah. what? Fuck you, Santos. Fuck yeah. you. Nice, nice could go. Supreme Court rules Puerto Ricans don't have constitutional rights to some federal benefits. Oh, that's horseshit.
0: That's so fucking horse shit. Between D.C., the District of Columbia, and Puerto Rico, the states that don't have true rights, because they're... Hey, it's the weird stepchildren. You don't want to be part of the family. We don't either. But you goddamn get the goddamn rights. That's what's happening. And anyone who tries to... It, like, Yeah, they're... Fucking the redhead stepchildren in DC, or they're they're the weird half brother in Puerto Rico. We fucking married into this family years ago. Don't make me look up the dates, John. Because DC was long, but Puerto Rico was like. Don't make me look up the dates. Anyway, you, you mar you married into the fucking family. Do your long goddamn time. due diligence. Do yeah. your due diligence, or. Divorce the family and right. let the family be exactly whoever they want to be, right. and go to someone else. But right now, they, you can't... they
1: should be the fifty-first and fifty-second states.
0: They should completely, be. yeah, oh, completely, completely. But we're not giving voting rights. We're not giving the the federal laws. We're not giving the relief. We're now talking about it as a the same thing as as like oh, you're Cuba or your or your. Dominican Republic. Mexico, Dominican Republic, or like you're a your, your foreign country, which is honestly, none of those should be like, I get you have foreign policy, but you shouldn't. But
1: they are not foreign. foreign. They are right, they're
0: not us. foreign. No, but I'm saying our foreign policy should change 100% Whoa, for yeah. our local people. There should yeah. be a, a regional, hey, you're within 17 feet. Like, this is base. If you're close enough and you call safety, I'm base. Like, cool. You're good.
1: Right. Yeah. All the Come Caribbean on. should yeah. be under a certain umbrella. Can, uh, Canada and Mexico, yep. same kind of thing. Yep. Like, 100%. all the fours.
2: Yeah.
0: Bro, like, it's like, have you not played freeze tag? There's a safety yeah. within proximity. This yeah. is bullshit. That's what I say. And also because we are one of the the game makers of the shot callers that we are part of this, like, they shouldn't have to say safety. They should be part of the game. Like, yep. period. Period. Like, that's bullshit. Bullshit.
1: And finally, last headline. New Jersey gets high on its own supply as legal weed sales begin. Ah, it's great that John
0: looked up the New York Post for his headline because anyone who has a fucking tittery tattery let's get attery vocabulary for any headline involving weed is definitely reading from the Washington Post. Like t- <laughs> I'm going to call you out on that. That's bullshit. You're not that illiterate. (laughs) Not illiterate. Illiterate. (laughs) You don't have alliteration skills like that. That's (laughs) right. Folks, my house smells of rich Corinthian leather and walnut. God damn it, I didn't put the blur on. All right, folks, here's my kitchen. It smells like rich Corinthian leather and rotten walnut. Um, (laughs) Pretty good, though pretty goddamn good um, it, it is great no it's fantastic it's, it's amazing but they shouldn't like get high in their own supply like it, it, honestly I can tell you no they're not they are having their own growers in New Jersey but I promise you the sales are coming in from Pennsylvania from New York from Rhode yeah. Island yeah like there's not, so it's a, an alliteration, and I I take umbrage with that, John. I take umbrage. I I personally,
5: nay, no.
1: Well, if you take umbrage with that, uh, uh, please do not take umbrage with uh, the two sided pod going viral. Two sided is on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, and elsewhere by searching two sided, t w o sided. We'd love if you rate and follow us on all of those platforms and now you you can rate us on the spotify so please do give us five stars it doesn't hurt you it only helps us and you could subscribe and hit that alert on our youtube channel which is two-sided uh, podcast we geez, think finally
0: no oh oh the thing is I, I adore you john but i need you to not read scripts like i know you did a lot of hard work on scripts but sometimes man Free balling, free basing, free wheeling. It's the way to go. It's literally, hear me out. Don't look at the script. John, no, you're looking down. Like, oh, look at the ice. Look at the ice. Hey, folks, because we have gone vitriol. We know exactly what you want, and we are speaking to what you want to hear. So we are on Anchor, Spotify, uh, fans only, Apple Pod. You can not only like us, you can rate us, you can subscribe, you can watch the YouTube and hit that alert button, hit that bell. Because if you don't, we'll come to your house, we'll find out where you sleep, and we will goddamn hurt you. See, John? No script. No script. So much better. So much better. So much better. No, it's very like, (laughs) but they're scared and they're going to do it. See how that works out? Perfect. All right. Uh, Are we still doing the show? Let's
1: do the show. Yeah, let's finish up with our final <laughs> segment of the show. Uh, before then, let's have one more shot. Well, okay. Let's have no! another shot. Let's do another shot. Folks, folks, if you like what you've seen, if you can't believe
0: what you've heard, if you don't believe this is butter, then raise your glasses, raise your pipes, smoke if you got them. Here's to you, folks, for listening in. Beep, beep, beep. Beep, beep, beep. Do, Let's uh, get do. fucked up.
1: Mm. Oh no, Daddy no like it. And on our YouTube live right now, Nick. Oh uh, uh that's my boy Zippy says, hi guys. We that's my man. Hi guys, right back, Zippy. So good bro, to
2: hear
0: from you. Bro, that's I have been worried about Zippy. Not worried about him, like, but I get concerned about our people. Like my my boy Zippy, like. Bro, I haven't seen you in a hot minute. And I've been a piece of shit because I've been following your shows. I've had my own things. Like, John, okay. He has, you have, can you, uh, here's the deal. Everybody who's watching us, everybody who's seen this, everybody who's listening, John, this is your your, uh, your, your, your action point moving forward from this show. Okay. Ready? Yep. We are going to do your follow-up on Belfast. Yep. And I yeah. I need you. No, John, shut the fuck up and listen to me in the in the eyes. Perfect. Your eyes aren't looking and listening well enough. Okay, now they're listening but not looking. Perfect. Okay. You need to DM Zips and and schedule something this weekend or next like hit him up and figure out if it's this weekend or next weekend, but we're going to do an interview and record shit because we're going to chop it up with Zip. So anyone out there, my boy Zippy, he has a show on on Wednesdays, fucking amazing, Uh, Lost and Found, Uh, follow him, great fucking mate, fucking good cat. So, but anyway, we're going to do that, John, so... Do that because I
1: know how And that's on the stereo and- app for those who are listening on Spotify or elsewhere. Uh the stereo find Eggman Lost and Found. But fantastic. But he's
0: also he's also on he's also on uh, Instagram. So my man Zip's on Instagram right. as well. So check that shit out. But if you follow us, you'll be able to follow who we are on Instagram and see our people. And yep. yeah, good follow good people. But John, put that down in your goddamn thing. Either this week or next week. And I know you're finished your show this weekend. So And that that actually
1: leads into a perfect uh, transition because the last thing we'll talk about is kind of this uh, culmination of everything. Because I am finishing my show, The 39 Steps, an adaptation of Alfred Hitchcock's movie, uh, The 39 Steps, which was an adaptation of a book by the same name. And uh, Saturday will be our final show. And I'll be driving back to New York after that. Uh, So this weekend is kind of booked up for me. But right after this weekend is when we can start making things happen. So we will talk. But that's a really good transition because I have more things to say about both the 39 steps and adaptations in general, which was all revolving around Hitchcock. So if you see the theme of of the show now, well, good for Anya, because I just told you what it was. If you saw it before, hey nice paying attention over the past couple weeks.
0: Nope. Nope. No one does. No one did. You were speaking to the ether, John, because I was lost <laughs> and now I'm found. Shout out to Zippy. But also, John, um, your last show's Saturday. 39 Steps. It was from... It was an adaptation and they... From Hitchcock and he had the thirty-nine steps and he came up and it was a great pun show. It was a new norm, and now we had the Apple watches, and they said, How many steps have you walked? <laughs> it's very it's, and Fitbit it's, it's, disagreed. Right, it's a hundred percent. It's like it's as American as Apple watches. It's as American as anyway. Apple. Yeah, mine comp. <laughs> Go ahead, continue. We're, we're all listening. We're all ears, Sean. We're all ears.
4: <laughs> that take was so breathtaking. Truly breathtaking. Two-sided podcast. How's your boy? It's Quavo. Um, I would tip you, but up, you man? don't have your tipping set on up on uh, stereo, which is a shame. But I guess I'm going to have to follow you now on all those See? other platforms that podcasts... Oh, why can't you just make my life convenient, guys?
0: My man. Gosh. Oh, just,
4: my gosh. man.
0: See, John? Okay, John. John, fucking engineer the shit out of this and make us okay to get tips because daddy needs khakis. Daddy needs to get some... That's how we get the jobs. We get all the way <laughs> to the top of the fucking conglomeration and Then we rob that motherfucker blind, John. But first we need khakis and that is how we pay for our
1: khakis. I I was figuring since the the first month of your tipping uh, happens like with double or triple that we'd, you know, when something happens, when we're, when we're right at it, we're jumping off the, the are you,
0: are you, are you, are you you, you a retard, John, what are you talking about? Yeah. Did I put the wrong emphasis on the wrong syllable? Because John, (laughs) listen to me. You hit that jump-off point. There is no time like the present. It's now or never, baby. Let's shake them dice. Let's roll them bones. Come on. It ain't now or it ain't never. Like, there's more than four people in the room right now, John. Do you realize how huge this is?
4: Roll them bones, baby!
5: Yo, know, i just coming in to say hello. I uh, haven't been up this late in a long time. I'm um, thinking of you guys. Good to hear you. That's my man. That's my man The right show's there. now uh, changed to Thursday nights at 9. Uh, UK, um... 8,
0: 9, 8. Shit, okay. Because they were in the afternoon before. Hold on. I
1: hate so time nine conversions. UK is four uh eastern uh one through one. One pacific.
0: pacific one no because okay. i no i set the weird i did the weird alarm yeah i don't have it's so awful i have alarms set for weird fuck off shows so it's like and, and they're good shows don't get me wrong like everybody should set an alarm for the shows but hear yeah. me out It's my own, it's my own little self fucking judgment of like, (laughs) am I setting alarms for shows? Is that who I am? What the fuck is this? It makes all the other vitriol in my life very difficult to stomach when I'm so sensitive about like, I miss my show. Daddy misses soap operas. Daddy needs his stories. Like bullshit. That's all I'm saying. I mean,
4: you got six people in here. That's like equivalent to maybe 6,000 followers on TikTok if you guys get on it for real. But, um, yo, Two Sided Podcast. is quite <laughs> hilarious today. I love it. You guys are doing great. My man. Man. Hitchcock had it right. He really did. <laughs> See? I'm saying. John, I'm saying. John, but these are...
0: Are you gonna put more? Is there more stuff? Are you playing more things? Do I need to quiet down? Do I need? No, no.
1: no, We're gonna jump into our final segment of the episode. Okay, let's
0: let's. Okay, let's listen. Jump into our final segment, but I'm just say, and no, don't get upset. Don't weird. Stroke your weird goatee. God damn it, John. Anyone who's watching, may God have mercy on your soul. If you're not, if you're listening to stereo, you can click that. Stop doing it. I'm trying to. I'm trying to talk John you can hit in the stereo streets you can hit that link above us uh, that takes us right to our live YouTube channel every Thursday we go live 5pm Pacific 8pm Eastern um, 24, 28 82 in Narnia time you go through that looking glass see John I make these mm, horrible I need to get better jokes and funnier how dare you? Anyway, folks. All right. I'm going to alert. What do you got? Uh, uh, we have a silver alert missing and endangered elderly. Oh, no. In Southern California. Yeah. Anyone who's out if in Southern, Southern in Florida, California? If you in Florida,
1: that would be every other moment of the day. Yeah, it's good that you're you're
0: you're coming in hot now John. Like there's different times and different places and when specific actual individuals are in danger, like yeah, no. Know your role. But Florida jokes are funny all the time. So you get a very <laughs> very very slight pass. Very slight pass. All right, let's play this message.
4: You can break that fourth wall. Ha! <laughs> I did it on both sides I'm fucking awesome like mirror master anyways two sided podcast damn you guys are on point on oh, freaking point I'm, I'm following I'm subscribing set so, alerts right now on the YouTubes yeah that's my
0: man hey see John see John right like this is like but you if you go back and watch our videos you will see the growth that we had or the non growth or the the it turns out it was uh Twin that I <laughs> ate ate in the womb. <laughs> I don't know, I'm unsure. <laughs> However, you're gonna see everything, it's
1: gonna be beautiful, I promise. Well, it's with, all here. Uh, yep, uh, red stereo, uh, ranger, uh, just came in as Jose Cuavo 8, uh, no, that's the my best
0: No, but he breaking no.
1: that fourth wall, <laughs>
0: that's my man. He, he said earlier, if you listen to his things, his name's Quavo. That's my man, Quavo. Because I always said on you on stereo and those different shits, I can't see, but I listen, I hear, I address. Let's That's do right. shots. But can we? Can we do shots and then we'll do on the next yeah,
1: thing and then our I final can... segment, our very final segment. Yeah, no, leave.
0: no, no. I I got shit to do, John. I'm a man about town. I'm a drinker with an agenda, John.
1: There go. Oh, I'm
0: an agenda with a drinker. Oh, look at him. He's a juxtaposition. Cheers, folks.
1: Dichotomy. Smoke Cheers, him if you got him. Everyone listening. Mm. Oh, oh, no. Oh, our final no. segment of the evening is adaptations. Ooh.
0: Oh, are you talking about code shifting or are you talking about ad- adaptations?
1: Go ahead. No, I'm going to listen. The, in the artistic sense. Okay. So okay. let us begin with a clear definition of what an adaptation actually means. Okay. According to you... Oxford English Dictionary, yes. it actually has yes. a plurality of meanings and applications. Plurality? No, John, most... can, you,
0: can you please explain what plurality means? Because... Sure. Go ahead, do that first,
1: and then continue. Adapt, ad, adaptation uh, in, in this no, context. No no. Adap- no, 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 no,
0: no, no, plural- no, 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 no,
1: no. We're not asking you about an
0: adaptation. We're talking about literally the definition of plurality. Sure. What is the yep. definition of plurality?
1: Where it could be both a noun and a verb, or a verb and adverb, uh, et etc., etc. Cetera, et cetera, where it could have different contexts of meanings which would completely change how it is used it is not just a noun it's also a verb etc
0: correct so may i john give an example yes please all right fair enough here is an example of a plurality did we nail it because is that a noun is that a verb is that let's use our our literary english definitions of, of what we understand of a plurality of an understanding
1: well with that only in that context um, no, 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 no. Without no, no, without, well, no. no, Can- no sorry. I'm sorry. I said the wrong word. Not context. Only in that form, where it's not like ing or er after it. You know, only correct. in that form, the context would have to be limited to a noun or verb. But it would be both, uh, like an action point, and correct, uh, like and correct, a description a description Um,
0: because if you if you use the ing or the er if you're conjugating differently folks if you like what you've seen if you've learned english from this podcast may god have mercy on your soul (laughs) and i'm an english professor (laughs) uh, and and i'm a professor of shut the fuck up at this point jesus christ I'm, I'm just wanting you. I'm going to stop talking and let you continue with your thing. I'm going to keep drinking and figure out if we can make it through this goddamn show, John. It's going to be brilliant. Fuck. How was that mm. used? Nobody knows.
2: <laughs> Nobody knows.
1: Is it a demand? <laughs> is it a request? Is it, is it uh, just a description? We don't know.
0: Right. We don't know. A, a noun is a person, place, or thing carolina arizona or a diamond ring i will wrap i i want to uh, okay no we're not going that far
1: most uh definitions allude to the process of change due to an alteration purpose uh, alternative purpose function or environment so we're talking about uh adaptation as a applied to the media uh, becomes an altered or amended version of a text or more specifically the presentation of one art form through another medium. And that's what we're looking at today. The alteration and the presentation of one art form through another medium.
0: So we're talking about when basically it's the, it's the literal, iteration the, the the sound the verbal iteration of when rhino head said ha ha ha, ha in that song yes okay so well, i'm going to post that to all of our facebook's because rhino head was one of my favorite bands from the 90s um, okay. um so so it is not a spoof it is not a nope. There's different definitions. So you're writing a fine line of what a okay, go ahead. I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna shut the fuck up and listen. I'm gonna take notes. Hold on, let me put my no. glasses on. I got
1: it. So so like I said, there, I gave several different definitions, but the one we're looking at most specifically is the presentation of one art form through another medium. <sighs> God damn it, John.
6: God damn it, John.
0: It makes me upset when you do things that make me want to argue with you. Because I feel like this is where like you're 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 trolling me. Like you're like I feel like you John, have you ever been on the witness stand as a defendant? And they you feel like they're leading you down the primrose path and you realize way too far along the path, you can't stop talking like, God damn it. I now see where he's taking me. I actively feel like this with you all of the time. You're like, no, so here's the thing. So I'm like, it's it's not, okay, (sighs) go ahead. Say it again, I'm gonna be quiet, go ahead.
1: The answer to all those questions at once is no. I've not been in all of those circumstances. You want the truth, you can't handle the truth. This
0: motherfucker. You see what he does to me, you guys? Because I think five steps ahead, he's like, I don't know what you mean. You can't handle the truth. And it has a sound effect. How can <laughs> I not know that he's on two steps ahead?
6: <laughs> you guys! <laughs> you guys! <sighs>
1: That's all right. That's so all right. That's adaptation all right. is not a new process. Humans have been adapting texts from different forms for thousands of years. It is the process of creating paintings and visual arts based on histories and spoken legends. It is a translation of poetry and prose, of stage uh, to the screen. And of course, uh, the novel or similar literary sources into television and film, like we're looking at tonight. While this process may not be new, it is still an area of great convention and contention, as when the content undergoes adaptation and becomes subject to a variety of factors that will affect the resulting product and the production. These forces may range from issues Uh, relating to the nature of the source text or the actual reason for the adaptation, even the particular medium and markets that will play a role in influencing the outcome. Most distinct examples of this is the adaptation of a large text such as a novel full of nuance and internal uh, character development, which must undergo a process of compression to fit a single film format.
0: God damn it, are you talking about like the Iliad? Okay, folks. Uh, John, I have such a hard time focusing on what you're saying. Uh, can I take a moment? Okay. Stay, no, 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 no. Stay with me. Stay with me. Stay with me. I appreciate you. I adore you. You've done the Lord's work. I think we all understand that. But I have a hard time focusing when your brilliant writing is read in your goddamn ginger voice. I have a difficult time <laughs> focusing. So, what I would like to proffer at this point in our two-sided journey is that when you have these brilliant moments of explanation, I will do the. I will. I will do the extra work. I will leg out. I will open an email and I will read the script that you have written because that was brilliant. The things you. You look very angry and very devious right now. And I don't like that. All of it. I don't like it. I'm, I'm making ice and a drink and I don't like what you're doing. But if you can, if you can send me, cause bro, I can, uh, I, I feel like you're, you're just, you're, it's so good. What you said was so good, but I didn't hear any of it because I was so angry about you not delivering like good actor to make it hit home. For me who has ADHD and I didn't understand. So I want more. John, let's go back. All right, let's start at the
1: beginning. No, we're not, there's too much. He did two paragraphs, we don't need that. John? I think I can, I can, I think I can clarify more by moving forward.
4: What, Perfect, what, sometimes I would love you,
1: it. when you have these questions, it, it turns out the research I've had actually answers your questions and it's sometimes quite the nice transition.
0: You're right. It's like we're halfway steeped in blood. We might as well keep going. John, hit them.
1: Exactly. So within media studies, there's all, all, already been a longstanding discussion under the title of Theory of Adaptation. This is a huge thing in media studies, looking directly at film and filmography, which concerns the impact and processes of the act of adapting text of various sources to the screen. There's actually a number of factors that should be taken into consideration when considering the process of adaptation. Firstly, the issue of comparison. How can two texts be compared when they belong to two fundamentally different genres, right? A book and a film. Okay. Although, for instance, a novel and a film may share common narrative traits, they do not share conventional traits that are the basis for uh, delivering their narratives. Uh, in an effort to alleviate this difficulty, many theorists have simply argued that the adaptation cannot be compared to the original. What do you think about that? I'm going to stop there because I am more. But no. Like, that's something no, that uh, no. I, I took a little bridge with because you cannot I... compare one to the other just because of the different mediums.
0: No, you definitely cannot. You cannot do that. You also cannot take my word umbrage. You also need to take a breath because the words you were saying were super good. But I had to write some of them down because you're reading them in your dyslexic, ginger way that made it very hard to. That's what I'm saying. Like, you're super good. Feel it, baby. You know exactly what you're fucking saying. Come on, man hey, you know what you're saying? You know what? If you want to use the words, use the words. But if you're looking at two different mediums, so the idea is what John was saying was an MFA is going to come to your – God damn it. No, somehow I'm the – see, John? I'm a soothsayer because I'm – Nay saying you and MFA is going to come and say like, no, Pete, we all understood what you was saying. And you're a piece of shit. Like, I, uh, Sorry, MFA. I'm not putting that evil on you, girl. I'm just, that's my own little weird shit. Anyway. Um, so no, you're right. The mediums, if you're talking about a, a piece of written work versus spoken word versus a video, uh, at 24 frames a second versus 48 frames a second what are you doing so however you are you are interpreting that specific work mm-hmm. that does not have that that should not be naysayed or should not be belittled of how you're trying to interpret someone else's i cannot do John, hold on. Give me a second. I'm going to think about something I can't do.
1: Okay. Nope. Nope. Can't.
0: Nope. Can't get it. So, I can imagine what someone can't do, right? If you can't write haiku, (laughs) that's my shit. But if you saw... (laughs) (laughs) If you saw a really good uh, beach uh, boardwalk show with with uh, acrobat artists, and you wanted to write a haiku about it. I can do beach acrobatics too, so I don't know what you're not saying that you don't understand that I don't understand. So I I don't get it, but I get it that people don't understand how things work,
1: Listen, and I think
0: let's just that put it there in should more it
1: be simple weird. terms. Just, Keiko. Okay, go. Yeah, yeah. Most Keiko. theorists have agreed that there is a fundamental difference in the mediums. Uh, uh, the the question becomes: How could two uh, such different texts be actually compared? Specifically, looking at the novel, or some equivalent thereof, and the film, uh, or some equivalent thereof.
0: Okay, so I I I'm very like you said specifically the novel and the film. Like there was a specific novel, so I. I digress. So apparently, what you're saying, and all those people who are saying, like the novel and the film adaptation, they have never uh, had uh, Showtime and watched Red Shoe Diaries because there's some brilliant Shakespearean titty stuff happening. That is, I, I mean, I don't want to be crude, but I learned a lot about Shakespeare. When, oh,
1: that's nice. The,
0: no, exactly. When tops were <laughs> off, like I, I felt very. John, I like. I don't want to say that I'm belittling the different mediums from print to, to screen, but, I understood one a little more than I, the other,
1: and I felt like, learned some Shakespeare. So. I want to look first at some of the original adaptations of a book into film. Uh, The very first one that we know of is Trilby. Trilby was a best-selling novel that came out in 1895. The main character, Trilby O'Farrell, is a half-Irish girl who models for artists in the 1850s of Paris. She encounters the sinister magician, Svengali, who uses hypnotism to Sven, transform her. Svengali. 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 There you go. Svengali. There you go. Svengally. Yeah. Into a successful singer, Trilby and Little Billy, of 1896. One year later, was a 45-second scene that depicted the pair in the novel where trilby sits at a table eating cake and talking to her friend little billy the footage has since been lost and there's no record of the cast and crew after that the christ a christmas carol of 1843 was uh turned into a uh, a short film called scrooge or marley's ghost scrooge comma or marley's ghost of 1901 which was adopted and uh, from a play written by J.C. Buckstone. So I love It you. was a book into a play into the film. in 1901, right when film was starting as a medium, uh, the original film's running time was six minutes. Only three minutes have survived. The director, Walter R. Booth, uh, was a magician before he began filmmaking. He specialized in trick films, which were designed to showcase special effects that were innovative at the time. In one scene, a ghost's face is superimposed over the door to Str- Scrooge's house. In another, Scrooge's... Clo- uh, clo- C- Scrooge closes the black... Do you cat- want to forward this to me? The-
0: Jesus Christ, we're all having a hard time listening to you. Do you want to forward... Th- Go ahead. So, Scrooge, there's a there's a goddamn skeleton over the door, and Scrooge did what now, John?
1: Continue. And he closes the black curtains over his bedroom window, and flashbacks to his childhood are superposed over the dark space. Sorry, my dyslexia took a little turn right there. I'm going to no, go quickly no. through the next runs.
0: No, no, no. How about, how about take a breath? How about take a breath? Because... We have lost all of the fucking people in our show after you've done this. Like, no, 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 no. Stop. Take a breath. It's funny when it's not funny. When, yeah, when you dyslexia read a bunch of weird facts that you wrote that you were super excited with, means very, very dick to us, John. Me included. Just letting you know.
1: So Some of the most uh, ad- adapted films from novels include And Then There Were None by Agatha Christie, over 10 different film adaptations. Alice's Adventures in Wonderland by Louis Carroll, 20 plus adaptations. The Three Musketeers by uh, Dumas, Alexander Dumas, 29. Pride and Prejudice, uh, 28 plus. Hamlet, thirty-one plus Frankenstein by Mary Shelley, thirty-seven plus. And at this point, I'm going to ask you, okay, what beats all of these, Pete? I have the answers, but what do you think? I think you can guess at least one or two. What are you you talking about,
0: John? Like, I'm. We've now we've. Remember when we get to a point after the second light round, when you're hammered and I'm hammered, and now you're doing weird things with. And we're on screen, and we see how right. you're behaving. So yeah. I don't. I'm not following you. I have literally. Hey, we are tuned talking,
1: out uh, about the no, most no, no adaptations on film. I understand a single novel, I,
0: John. I understand that. I'm saying when the understanding of you and me don't conglomerate in the normal way, I know what we're talking about you have rattled off a lot of things i just want to make sure we're both on the same page looking at me looking at you looking at us
1: there you go paul that's perfect so what what do, can you think of so any you didn't say you didn't, you didn't
0: say you've already said uh you've already said alice in wonderland you've already said yes. through the looking glass you've already said um It's all, like, there's tons of Shakespeare stuff. There's tons of Shakespeare stuff.
1: Romeo and Juliet. Go away from Shakespeare.
0: Oh. John, did you... Did you read the Bible? No, because... (laughs) John, John. He fucking dies, but comes back in the end. (laughs) What? <laughs> oh, shit. Three days later. Like, th- like as when you tell me the answer of this question, I'm going to be angry as Jesus when he woke up in his cave three days later. That's how angry I'm going to be because I know how Why it is. Why do you
1: not roll this rock away? Why is it so dark in here?
0: This is bullshit. There's no water or weed. John... And I is, let you know
1: no mentions of the Bible directly.
0: <laughs> I don't know what that means because we were just gonna you were gonna finish what the jokes were and what the other ones were.
1: So the the Bible directly, Wait, all right. Frankenstein. Frankenstein is the next. You one already said that. You subjected. said
2: and
1: you said that, that. Mary Shelley. Sherlock Holmes. Okay. Very good. Um, okay, what's the one that every Christmas you know so many versions of it? Every Christmas.
0: Oh, 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 Shaka uh, Kong.
1: Like sugar. That's right. Like sugar. That's right.
0: Like sugar. You, you got it. Like sugar. Hello! No, and that's what I listen to every Christmas. And that's where we have our muddled wine and our our little biscuits. I don't know, man. John, I know you're trying to lead me to, but fuck you for trying to lead me to because you are no no John. Shut up. You already said Mary Shelley Frankenstein. He's like, well, one of them was Frankenstein. You said that. I wrote it down. How dare you try to bait me? This is this will not stand. All right, folks. Good. Listen, we've listened, we've lost all our listeners because of you.
1: Continue, John. So, a Christmas Carol, and oh, it, um, it's Christmas something. morning. The people sing? "There's still time.
0: There's, There's still there. time. <laughs> Go out and buy a better co-host than this ginger fuck we have. We can come back and be real people with a real
1: host. Too soon.
0: Too soon. Go ahead, John." Do you-
1: do you hear the people sing?
0: I don't. I'm tone
1: Of Angry Men.
0: I'm actively tone deaf and colorblind. So I don't want to hear any more of that Jean Valjean, nay saying, Oh, look. Oh, you want to talk to Voltaire? Head to the cellar, the bone cellars, because no,
1: I'm good. That's number two with 50 plus adaptations in the film. And number one is if it's not Frankenstein Ten it's... Commandments.
0: That's Dracula. No, that's hey. Ten Commandments. Ten Commandments. <laughs> oh. Oh, like you died and came back from
1: the dead, I'm like, oh ooh, I want to suck if your you... life away. Sixty two plus and counting adaptations of popular recognized film adaptations of the of the book
0: we're doing good we're having we're having great times
1: so of the greatest films from book adaptations there are too many uh, and the pool is too diverse to list them but many critics agree that the original the godfather film was among if not at the very top of that list (sighs) Uh, okay now we uh
0: you got to say that again. I tune you out so easily. So you're talking about if there was other Godfather was the best movie, and they did iterations, and that was the one they made most
1: iterations of. Say that again. Godfather's an adaptation of a book. Yes. And so what I'm what I'm saying is, so first I looked at the early adaptations from book to film, and then I looked at the most adaptations of books to film. And now I'm looking at greatest, but the the, the that pool is really too great, cra- yeah. amazing inly huge. I don't want to talk about it, but what I've noticed in my research really quickly is that the Godfather seems to hit the top of those lists, kind of across the board. And so Jesus we're looking Christ at so. the Godfather being possibly the greatest book to film adaptation ever. No, and uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna stop
0: talking and let you. Hammer through the things you have to finish saying because, like, we're hitting dead points. We're in Dagobah because if you know Godfather, Omerta means you don't fucking talk about it and shut the fuck up. So right now <laughs> you're like, let me talk about about what I've learned about uh fucking the Godfather and sometimes like uh, hey take the cannoli leave the gun all of those things are hey pretty much. I'm in Wisconsin right now, but also I'm going to go to uh, Michigan. And also, I'm back to New York. Hey, no problem. Sean, finish your your sentence.
1: (laughs) So the final thing about adaptations is that there are some iconic books that have been adapted into other mediums beyond film as well. Particularly looking at the stage, one of one flew over the cuckoo's nest is the first adaptation that I ever personally saw, as a book first, a film second, and the stage production third. And people say, "How can you compare them?" I I say, "You can't. They are such. They are all so amazing in their own right, but they are so different." They t- take different stances. They take different viewpoints. And, they, uh, and the focal lenses that they have of bringing us into the story are so vastly different that it isn't the same story. But those adaptations all won major awards. All were huge influences in their own right. And there are several others that have done that trifecta effect. Um, several versions of frankenstein several versions of dracula uh sherlock holmes and uh, agatha christie novels have almost always every single one of them have been adapted into both films and into stage versions everything shakespeare uh, but in reverse where uh it went from the stage version to the film version and then to a book version like a la Star Wars R&J, if you've heard of that, and other versions of that. And, of course, uh, The 39 Steps, originally by John Buchan, taken uh, from the film by Alfred Hitchcock, and adapted by Patrick Barlow. The 39 Steps. You can see it this weekend in Marshall, Michigan, with starring me as clown number two. Hey.
0: That's awesome, man. That's awesome. Um, What I'm going to recommend for next week's show uh, No, what I'm going to insist on No, actively, what I'm going to insist on the next week's show because we've already established how we drink and how we react to different things. You will do your in summations of anything that you have written that is three to four paragraphs or a half a page, you're going to give that to me. I am going to read the summations of those things because no, John, you're missing so many hot points. You have all of the great information and you deliver it like a goddamn drongo. And you're missing so many because you're not thinking Oh, and here's a Shakespeare. Because all of the things you said. John, look at you. Look at you. No, we're alive. We're live. You don't have to. Don't pout. Don't pout. Don't pout. You talk about like, oh, Mary Shelley's Frankenstein and this and Shakespeare. All the things you said previously. You gave no new information. You did your summation because you told us what you were going to tell us. You told us the things. And then your summation was you told us what you told us, which doesn't work in a radio show, John. It doesn't work. I'm, I'm glad you love English. I'm, I'm super happy you love writing. It's great. You're very intelligent, super good. However, John, you he already told said. Last
1: episode, that's exactly what I need.
0: No, 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 no. <laughs> right but but comedically and that's the thing i guess that's the missing point is how to feel it out because what i was saying i already wrote the notes down of who all the people you said mary shelley and frankenstein and also dracula and sherlock holmes and alice to what like oh you already said all these things and now you're you're pushing through hard with this summation. Cool, cool. How about you felt all the audience and you felt everything like, you know what? There's another one Spider Man. That was print, right? Came to goddamn cartoon. Right. Ungoddamn believable. Oh, you want to see stage plays that make it on Broadway but are canceled because of horrible shit? Yeah. Every movie you've ever seen? Uh-huh. John, it, there's, there's so many different connections you can make of, of different funny things instead of the summation of your stupidity. Like, it's very... Stay with me. Like, stay... Write down, sure, by all means. Sure, I, sure. I
1: could have gone, gone the, all, uh, the route all, of...
0: No, John, I'm saying, all the things I write down, I don't read them all. I don't read them all. I don't have a paragraph of things. You should be cognizant, and that's what we're talking about. It's like, cool, man. Cool, I hear what you're saying as an actor on stage. Clown number two. Daddy needs clown number two. Oh, the script has fallen. He's like, well, that's not what the script has said. I don't know what you're saying because I said I'm clown number two when I walk on stage and I hold this glass up and – What do you mean? You didn't say what you... Clown number two, welcome to the party. Shit happens all the time. Let's listen and continue. Folks, if you like what you've seen, if you understood what you've heard, this shit usually takes place after we close down. But I feel like there needs to be a rubber meets the road, kind of a come to Jesus moment at some point because now I look at John straight in his face. His goatee is rugged, but his eyes are rouged. His cheeks are flushed. He does have makeup on. He has done his work today in the theater. He is more experienced. He is more specific than I am. But however, if there ain't no fucking penalty,
1: there ain't no reason to change. That's right. So the sources of this episode of Two Sided have been for the first segment, theindependent.co.uk, fascinate.com, sheknows.com, and grunge.com, with the second uh, segment being the artifice, the artifice.com, real rundown, R-E-E-L, Rundown.com, dot and the uh, and shortlist.com. That's shortlist.com. Let's get through these messages because there's a whole lot of them. What do you say?
0: I'm with it.
4: keep having to, uh, open and close this app because I hear the voices and then see the thing go across. I don't know what's happening. I have to open and close. I'll be back. Damn, John, that was so two-dimensional. I, I was almost expecting you to pull out a PowerPoint presentation or to screen share it on the Zoom call or something. Uh by the way, uh, yeah.
6: Fuck. Ah. All of our bodies are made up of trillions of cells that's just borrowed energy from the universe, and one day it will return to the universe. I
0: don't know I'll yell at you
6: if you want me to. Most people going again? are pursuing happiness when they should be attracting happiness. Yeah. Right. Think about it. The opposite of up is down. Think about it. Without an outside, there cannot be an inside. Think about it. Pluto was either never a planet or it always will be a planet. Think about it. And it's Svengoolie, if you think about it. Without a left, there can't be a right. Think about it, think about it, think about it. Without a villain, there cannot be a hero. Think about it.
5: Keep the flame alive. I am also the slack tech. And I do a sure, show that includes me in reading. night. <laughs> I do it to Hello. help my reading. I am here, I am listening I never thought so much About adaptations Um yeah. Yes And John, tell us how your Fucking um, your show went I really want to hear how your show went
0: Yeah, yeah Here's... Okay, play the last one Sorry
5: Um, no country for old men. It's the greatest adaptation of a book. Um, see, the book is fucking frightening. The book of the movie is fucking frightening. It's awesome.
0: Okay, so in that same vein, because John has he's named a lot of things that were great adaptations. They've made a lot of iterations yep. of those, and there's been shit ones, and there's been good ones, there's been amazing yep. ones, there's been. But if you see, there's one-offs. So, when you talk No Country for Old Men, the book was amazing. The movie was amazing. Like, all right, but how, how often are you going to get that? Let's, let's, let's go deep, John. Let's go deep. Cormac McCarthy, he did The Road, the book, unbelievable. The movie with Viggo Mortensen was a piece of shit it's the same thing as watching the postman with that had fucking Tom Petty in it and fucking Kevin Costner. Like it was a shit movie, but the book was amazing. Like you have those things. Like I'm thinking our show is not that great. And when I write my memoirs, they're gonna be brilliant, and I'm gonna be like, you know what? This is what came out of this, and at least there's some gems in the
1: goddamn shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I got another Well, well, I think you have something because I'd like you to take a second look at this episode. Maybe a second glance, a, a second opinion. Is there anything that you might want to? Um, Give us like a thought about this. Is another Pete's retraction corner. Holy shit, gentlemen. I actually didn't think you were going to give me
0: this opportunity because I was so vitriol throughout this entire thing. Because it could be very pointed at you and your behaviors and your ideas and your thought processes and where you come from. And were you been raised, John? And who do you think you know? John. No, I don't I don't like it when you come fucking face to face with me like that. You stay back and you don't match <laughs> like my goddamn God. energy. Okay, fair enough. We're working on that. So first my retraction corner would be to hope that you understand that you don't need to yes and everything because that was one thing. Nope, stop. Don't be upset. My other thing would be to not be so upset at you when you get so upset because you're I realize after I've been talking to my therapist and and my, my priest is that you're like a tip of a penis. You're very sensitive about Everything. You're just very, like, Jesus. You can be so abrasive or so triggered. Nobody likes it. Nobody wants it. Nobody needs it. I don't, and I won't accept it. However, John, we're still live. They can see you doing your weird things. perfect nailed it and there we go
5: and mainly i think that i
0: didn't talk to you about all the things i'm going to say about you or i drank too much and didn't nope <laughs> nope nope mainly i didn't tell you about the things i was saying yep that's it maya copa Fuck May copa plug off maya copa
1: <laughs> and a big middle finger for the retraction corner uh you know more and more they've been ending that way as opposed to any kind of actual mea culpa. well yeah because are you listening to yourself of what you
0: feed me the whole thing is i want to actively strangle you But I was like, in this time and place, in this whole weird world, we can't put hands on people and make people fucking hurt and walk it off. Everybody gets a fucking trophy and a hustle sticker and a fucking orange slice after they fuck up and lose the goddamn normal game that we play every Thursdays, 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern, two-sided pot at gmail.com. The hustle sticker is up for grabs and god damn it i gotta give one to john uh, you deserve it but we're live on uh, spotify on apple pod and uh, uh send us all your likes and your dislikes also but seriously john seriously it's so hard for me to grow as a
1: person <laughs> with you, <being>
2: like
1: you. <laughs> uh, 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 uh. All right, we're gonna get out of here pretty soon, but we got a, a message, so let's hit that and then uh, let's, let's wrap it up.
4: I'm a
5: troll, she's a troll, we're all trolls.
0: <laughs> That's my girlfriend, she right there. Um,
1: okie dokie, he's a troll, catch my troll if you can.
0: Uh, <laughs> i drove uh, john like here's a true story john yeah, i was looking are. for no i was looking for it's frenchy catch me if you can and i followed my gps i went down a weird dirt road off of a small inlet near a creek and it turns out it was all a ploy <laughs> i was stuck and my car was there still. And I don't need it. So I I was like, no one needs else to get it. So I set fire to it. But also, I blame her. <laughs> and her, and the whole thing is like she took her hood off. And now she's a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful Frenchie. Catch me if you can. And that, it happens all the time. All I'm saying, catch them if you can.
1: All right. Well, let's, let's take one more shot and then let's get out of here. What do you say? All right. Yeah, no, let's do it. And shots. this is my last God. shot uh, on the show. Ever? The Wild and Ever? Free uh, in the Michigan. Uh, no. As of now, I may come back. No. You may be with me no. at some point. No, But for right now, no. for this no. trip, this is my last no. one. So no. I dedicate no. this to all the Michigan gangsters out there. No. All the lovely no. people who've yeah. uh, hosted being helped me? yeah yeah no
0: yeah no I'm, I'm with it i'm with it like i got super excited it's like this is the last show i'm drinking in my show like john that is the problem is you shouldn't drink because i'm the drinker you're the researcher when you get all fucking your backbone up and you know you're nope and that's the heroin all right cheers everybody oh nope <laughs> no
1: you're the worst there you go. modern yeah. Cheers. Cheers. Yeah. Cheers, everyone listening. Thank
0: you. Oh no. Oh no. Oh no. Oh. See. Yeah. No, that's the thing is you're the worst at drinking. I'm good. At least I like. Ah you're like, no, I'm good. I'm in- intelligent. I have scripts. I read things like and that is so infuriating to anyone who drinks and does it for a living.
1: Ugh. Ugh. Go ahead, continue. Thanks for listening, everybody. We have our open chat show on stereo every Tuesday, same time as tonight. So if you'd like to join us or you want to throw some topics out there, email us to sidedpod at gmail.com. That's T W O sidedpod at gmail.com for uh uh, topics or 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 just joining us or anything but, but, but and remember to join us on stereo in the green room right now uh we're gonna go on the hour so it's gonna be about 10 minutes for our after show wind down that's a wrap for tonight i'm john l peacock From Brooklyn, New York, and the last time for now, signing out at the Dirty Mitten of Marshall, Michigan. And I'm my boy Pete. I just
0: just can't train him to talk like a normal human. It just makes me so sad.
1: Makes me so sad from Southern California. And this was our show. You can listen to our shows wherever you get your podcasts, and you can also join us live on our YouTube channel, Two Sided Podcast, and on the Stereo app every Thursday, 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern, as we talk about the two sides of life, the fun and the serious, here on Two Sided. (laughs) I love you, you. Pete.
0: Uh, Good luck to you, man. I hope the best for you and your family. I
1: expect the worst, but hope for the best. <laughs>